When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Lakers Fast Break Lakers Nightcap. I'm your host, Boomer Gripes. And to me, on the right, or your right, my right, depends on where you're standing, is Gerald G. Glassford. Lakers are still a dumpster fire. I don't know what that means, but we're going to have a lot of talk. And a they lot are of a dumpster fire, man. Yeah. <laughs> have you not seen their games? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get to the bottom of this uh, at this point because we're going to go into Boston tomorrow. And don't be surprised if the Lakers give a crap tomorrow night either. I'm, I'm, I'm really – it, it kind of feels like watching – or getting ready for the Golden State Warrior game. What happened then? They, yeah, they, they'll show up then. They'll, they'll show, up, show up, right? And LeBron had already hinted that he said, you know, we can beat anybody and we can lose to anybody, which actually is not a bad comment. That's actually kind of true. <laughs> While so, they're a 500 team. Yeah, so, yeah, it is. So you win some. They're the true definition. You win some and you lose some. So that's going to be – that should be your title. That should be the title of the show tomorrow. You'll win some, you'll lose some. But right now, they're they're a game below 500. So they got to make up for that loss and go back to 500. Yay. Uh, Daniel uh, Barry is saying that Dinwiddie and Thomas is a must. Thomas? I think he means Cam Thomas. They're a 20-point score. Uh, Daniel, why would they... Hey, what's up, Eric? Why would they trade Dinwiddie and Thomas to the Lakers? Uh, see, so if you guys are going to have uh, trade ideas, I need to know what's in it for the team that's trading that talent. The Lakers really only have one first-round pick they can throw out right now, and I don't know who wants Rui, Reeves, or D'Angelo. That's that's a that's kind of a, like a, a toss-up at this point. We don't know what, what we, you know, I don't know. I don't know who wants them. Uh, I'm not aware of any uh, Nets uh, internal issues. Are you aware of that, Gerald? No. I mean, they're not a good team. They lost tonight. I mean, they're they're under 500 right now in the season, but uh, I still think they have a plethora, uh, not that plethora, but they have, because they gave up a lot of draft picks to get Kyrie and Kevin, but have gotten a lot of those draft picks back if that makes sense so they're not in a terrible position going forward uh they'll have some cap space uh and some flexibility going forward and i, I again 
Cam Thomas may not be in their future. He is a 20 point scorer, but he's not exactly the, I, how should I say this? Uh, he's one of the, he's going to, looks like he's going to be one of those professional scores, Joe, that will go like, you know, maybe three, four, five, six different teams over the course of his career and score 18 to 22 every single year. But he's a guy who doesn't shoot great and he doesn't defend well to go ahead and, and, does, that uh, I think I think I think the Lakers have think, or, think Orlando Woolridge as a guard. Yeah, I think we, I think the Lakers the Orlando Woolridge only works if he's playing against great players. If not, uh, having another offensive heavy player without defense, I think we're a little bit burnt out from that particular uh, talent. The Lakers uh, really don't have a remedy f- in terms of uh, transaction. It's just, it's just they don't have enough assets to go get something. They would need a third team to facilitate a situation draft pick wise that would make the team that that they're trying to get a player from happy. Uh, that's the only way I see it. And then, of course, the biggest problem they have right now is uh, a, a leaderless coach, a leaderless coach that uh, has no ability to adjust to any scenario depending on who they're playing, and it's just what it is. Um, Orlando Rulrich, I, I, I had forgotten he had passed away. Do, do you know yeah. what, 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 what happened? I think it was heart related. I'll look it up, man. Uh, but it, you know what, uh, Darren, I agree. Woolridge was one of my favorites. I just thought, wow, man, the guy was built, uh, athleticism, slam dunk contesting, con- uh, you know, as far as if you take a look back, uh, there was that famous slam dunk contest in the eighties and he was a part of it. Uh, and the guy could score. He had a, had a nice jump shot. Yeah, he just for some reason, you know, he gets you 20, 22. But then when he came on the Lakers, uh, they didn't utilize him, in my opinion, to the fullest ever. And and he just, it just didn't quite work out there. From my recollection, I don't think they needed to. They really didn't need him. Uh, they didn't need his, his style of, they didn't need what he could No, bring. and my dad used to always say all he did was dunk. He's <laughs> like, oh, Orlando Willich, he just dunks. He doesn't do anything else. Um uh, going back to kind of today and, and tomorrow, uh, the question in my head is, what what are the Lakers thinking about right now, um, other than tweeting? Because it seems like we're back to this nonsense of innuendos and hidden messages with their stupid-ass freaking Twitters. Uh, it only adds to the fact that there's always this hot and cold feeling with certain things on this team. The ones that choose to listen to cold and then the ones that listen to the hot, like the criticism with LeBron James is his passive aggressiveness. It's not just LeBron James. It's anyone that I, anyone that I would converse with. I don't, I'm not a fan of passive aggressive type of people because you don't get crap figured out quick. And you know the last few days here, Gerald, when you're not passive aggressive, decisions are made right away and you implement it and you execute it and you're done. When you're passive aggressive, you keep having things linger and linger and linger and linger, waiting for someone to dissect that code and then do something about it. It's a waste of time. At this point, the Lakers need to make a decision, and that includes LeBron James uh, and obviously management. They need to make a decision very, very quickly here on which direction they want to go. Uh, The direction is pointing towards 
figuring out how to finish the year out and try and get this team in the right to, in the right path. This this year just does not look like it's going to be that. But they're not. They're going to sit there probably and just hope, hope that this gets written, that the ship gets written, right? Because they're looking back from last year. They're going, well, we made it, you know, we made a seventh seed last year and we were able to go to the Western Conference Finals. I guarantee you that's what they're thinking right now. They're thinking we're going to weather the storm, we'll get into the playoffs, we'll win the play-in at worst case, and then we'll get in and we'll be a threat. That's what they're thinking right now. Well, again, I, I just think right now there's still a lot. Whatever team that you get, whatever moves you make, you still have Ham as the coach. And that's something I wanted to go ahead and really talk to you about, Joe, is, uh, you know, Darvin Ham, we hear Fire Ham is trending worldwide. Uh, we've heard complaints from, you know, all of our panel members in regards to his coaching all week long, all month long, all season long. This goes back even as far as last season. In fact, before even he coached his first official game, there was people wanting him fired. And it just goes down to it. We see where Milwaukee, a, a mid-market team, they're making the move and they fired their coach, their rookie head coach, not even giving him a full season, already firing him, putting in Doc Rivers. Now, mind you, that hasn't helped so far, but it's still early. Well, and Anthony Simons traveled on that shot. I can't yeah. believe they didn't call that. That was a that was worse than the crab dribble. Yeah. How the hell did they miss that that call? He traveled. He took four steps. Uh, but let me ask you this. They made the move anyways and got themselves a coach. And they're willing to pay three coaches. Uh, Yet the Lakers are still biding time with Darvin Ham. I'm, I'm just uh, curious as to your opinion on why that is. Yeah, it doesn't seem like, excuse me, it doesn't seem like there is... It, it, it seems to be a league-wide issue, and it always has sort of been. It's just, I think it's gotten worse, where these organizations just are not. Actually, you know what? I don't think Boonholzen was, I don't. I thought they, Boonholzen was supposed to be on this team, and something happened with him. Well, that, that way they finished up that first-round series where losing, Miami upset. Miami, something weird happened. And that was just terrible. It was a terrible coaching job. And I've, I've noticed since that series, you know, that's that's really when Giannis really started to pop off, started being, getting defensive to the media about winning championships, starts talking about how Michael Jordan played 15 years. That means he lost nine times and won six times. You know, it, this is, again, back to the passive-aggressiveness and the fact that these guys are afraid that the media is going to wail on them. And my advice to you athletes, if you're truthful, okay, if you're truthful about the situation, you're a professional. There were plenty of times where you had the, the top tier players like Kobe, Michael, uh, discussing logic in interviews. When Kobe lost uh, in 07 and 5 to Phoenix, his 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 last words in that, in, those, in that press conference was, we got to do something quick and we got to do something now. I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said. And, and, and that's that that's kind of a that, – that's a direct line to management. Co, uh, Jordan, I'm not playing for anyone other than Phil Jackson. If you're not understanding your 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 value, 
or what's valuable on your team and what's invaluable or not valuable on your team, what is it that you're waiting for? What is it at what point, what do you think is going to happen here in the next two months that's going to make you change your mind that this is all going to get go the way you wanted to go? At the end of the day, getting to the Western Conference Finals is not this – is, this isn't Oklahoma City, folks. I, I, I get that there was some positiveness with that last year, but this team has to win championships with this team, with this – with these stars, we're not in a, the Lakers are not in a position to waste years, but they have. They've essentially wasted this this run by making bad decision after bad decision. And the last bad one was hiring Darvin Ham. And uh, the only way to fix this issue and not have it happen again is you got to start getting proactive and getting the process done correctly. It, you've, you've lost in so many ways at this point. You've screwed up in so many ways. And it started at the draft, and it looks like it's it, – it looks like the staying with Darvin Ham and obviously setting up the team the way you have wasn't wasn't positive. It's, it's, so what, what's next? What, what are Laker fans going to do? Are we just going to continue to watch and deal with it? We have to because we have a show. But is the regular general fan going to watch? Well, the, que- the answer to that question is when they played the Bulls, it was a sellout. So I, I, I feel like I might be just talking to the to the air at this point. Gee, I think it doesn't matter what the Lakers do. People are still going to watch. People are going to still support it. So what is what is next then if it's about winning? Good point. Uh, I just To me, it's just – it's this weird dichotomy, Joe, that we have. That the Lakers, again, they're worth so much. Uh, they'll spend fifty million uh, on LeBron, fifty million on AD. Yet they'll pinch pennies at times. The PPP loan, the Jerry West saga with his uh, lifetime seats, not so lifetime. And we've just seen where this this organization, Joe, has pinch pennies. I mean, Alex Caruso. Uh, they've let players walk because they didn't want to pay the money. Sometimes, in some cases, like Malik Monk, they are just cannot uh, percentage-wise pay as much as they wanted to pay, and they had to let him walk. Now, that one I get, but there there are players that they've let go over money issues that they certainly you know regret to this day. The he beats the Zubats trade. That was a that was just another trade where. Maybe they saw something where in him where they had to worry about you know maybe paying him more in the future and didn't want to commit to that. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Give me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. It's just very disappointing, Joe. But I can't figure out for the life of me, someone who is, you say you value LeBron. You say you value the time he has left. You say you value all the things that he gives you as a 39-year-old superstar. 
you know, which, which, you know, we still get picked on constantly every day and reminded constantly as far as Rodell telling us it's, you know, primarily LeBron's fault for everything, you know, when you look at his emails. But when it comes right down to it, it, you know, it's just, it's so troubling to understand why Darvin Ham hasn't been let go. And I, the only, the only thing I can put on there is that the Lakers just don't want to choke on another coach's contract. I'll, I'll, I'll smoke a cigar again uh, until when it's warranted at this point. Uh, there's nothing. Cigars are usually celebratory. If they, activities. if they beat Boston tomorrow. Uh, I mean, I guess I could, I could promise. I gotta be outside. I can't be in the studio. Okay. Uh, but I'll, I'll make it work. I'll, I'll figure it out. Is it uh, raining there right now? It will rain to, tomorrow, and there there's flash flood warnings. <laughs> so you guys are asking Joe to be outside smoking a cigar. I got, a, I got, a, I got a patio cover. I can be outside. That's not the okay. problem. The problem is okay. I can't work in the rain, uh, which is not good for business. Uh, and there, I guess it's going to be raining all week next week. So I got, I got a project I got to finish. I'm hoping I can get back on Friday and Saturday and finish it. Yeah, for us here in Vegas, it is expected to rain uh, in the afternoon. So yeah, yeah. we're going to get it after you guys. Yeah, uh, man, you're, you're Kurt. You you love that name, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to post it back up again. Uh, <laughs> that was a completely made up name, by the way, because I wanted to use the word Riz. I usually use the J one just to mess with people, but this mm-hmm. is funny. Uh, Subach, Brooks, Sweet Lou, Caruso, KCP, and Kuzma. Man, you just depressed. You just depressed me until. Thank you for putting. But that's together. that's exactly my point. All these players, you know, if they valued them enough, could have been kept on. But in almost in every one of these cases, money may have been a deciding factor, which leads me back into Darvin Ham. And I wanted to ask you. I mean, why? Why do you? Can you pinpoint why they have kept on to Darvin Ham so long? I think, like you said, they they don't want to pay him. They don't want to pay a coach. They don't pay three coaches, but you don't have to. You can fire them and then just roll with the coaches you have now until the end of the season. And in this time, in that gap between now and the end of the season, start looking, start campaigning for the correct coach. But do these people have any idea how to hire the right coach? That's that's going to be another question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. I, I, I don't know anything anymore. I, I feel like it's a repeat on every show on what this team is. It's very difficult to continue to say the same thing over and over again, because the same thing keeps go, <laughs> keeps happening over and over again. Uh, I want to, I want to set off to some other tangent at some point here. How can we, well, can, let me, let me throw this at you. Do you think the, playoff run of last year was fool's goal yeah, the playoff run had a lot of factors in it uh, lakers lakers won game one in both series and got momentum in both series you look they won two series being a seven seed that's a pretty crazy accomplishment that doesn't usually happen yeah uh, but the problem is they as soon as they met a formidable team team that was cohesive and well coached and all together, right? Because Golden State and Memphis kind of had some some weird things going on with their team. They got they got beat badly. Uh, when you get swept, doesn't matter if they're all close games. That's a bad that's a bad series, which is which is tough, you know, because 
you beat Denver, you win the championship. And that that sometimes creeps up in my head and it, and it burns. I think about that. Imagine if we had been able to maybe win game two and win game four and tie up the series 2-2. Two, two. Uh, I would I would feel pretty comfortable with AD and LeBron winning two of the next three games because they're superstars. But they couldn't stop Jokic and they couldn't stop Jamal Murray because of their inability to adjust uh, the defense correctly. Also, the, the individual def- defenses were not... Uh, I still think they were gassed as well. The gassed is a part. That's part of it. Absolutely. They were gassed. But uh, we didn't get any help. The, the, the Lakers didn't help themselves. The role players, guys, D'Angelo became a no-show. He couldn't He couldn't at least go tit-for-tat with Jamal Murray. If he had done that, we might have had a little bit of help there. Austin Reeves didn't really show much in that series. Rui was playing well, but he's, he's, a, he's, a, sec, he's, a, he's a role player. It's, not, it's just those guys aren't going to stay consistent. Um, it's, it's, it's just we, we ran, the Lakers ran into the better team. It's just what it is. Uh, LeBron is, LeBron is, 30, is was 38, he's 39 now. <clears throat> My only issue with LeBron at this point is just his, 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 his inability to, um, his, his, his issue with being tone deaf. That's, that's always been the issue with LeBron with me. He's tone deaf sometimes. He doesn't, he doesn't get that. He's supposed to be a leader, not tweeting hourglasses and BS like that. Like, just can you go talk to your GM? Can you go talk to your owner and say, look, this thing needs to get fixed somehow? How can we make this work? Because these it's a layup line back and forth. That means either the team doesn't give a crap uh, or they're so slow they're not even able to, they're not even able, they're not able to close anything out. Lakers so, in but, five. I love you, man. But you're hilarious. Uh, man, he said he wishes he said he would have played TT a lot, lot more because that one what two minute stretch before he blew up and got destroyed by Jokic. I thought that was hilarious. Everybody was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and then he was getting destroyed by Jokic. But now we realize he was probably on steroids the whole time, Joe. He finally got caught for it. He was caught with TRT masking agents. That's I heard TRT. Is that wrong? Am I wrong on that? I heard TRT. Let me find out. Let me find out what it was. I thought it was masking okay. agents for uh that you do for but yeah, let me, let me okay. Masking that. agents would be what HGC if you're coming off steroids, something like that. Yeah, and me... I'm trying to understand something here. If there's one sport steroids is useless, it is basketball. Yes, I know steroids is a recovery agent. I know that's really what sets it apart from everything. Recovery. Guys that are bodybuilders use steroids for obviously maximum performance max here you go i got a point high, but it's it's it, the, re, the the greatest effect that it has is it recovers your body you're in you're in constant anabolic state let's say right if you're using anabolic steroids when you're in that position your your recovery is great you're you're, you're able to work out longer and that's the point um but whatever he was using i don't know i, I put it in the chat right there Growth hormone uh, ibutamorin and SARM LGD-4033, which is used by bodybuilders to increase muscle mass, according to the league. Never heard of it. I know what growth hormone is. Um, I I don't I don't know. He's out what, for like thirty games, I think. Twenty-five. Oh, tw- I think. Twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, twenty-five. You got I don't it. I don't I don't really know what what benefit that would have made him in terms of his skill set. 
Is he trying to get stronger? Uh, evidently. <laughs> He might have been on the roids. He might have been on. No, no, Kurt. Uh, Frank Frank Thomas is, promotes nugenic nugenics, which yes. is which is basically it, it's is that it's, a hormone it's, supplement it, it's or something. Pill like water. That? It's what it is. Okay. It, it's, but yeah, it, it's, Thomson it's may biggest, have been on the roids when he was it's facing the biggest off. Biggest pile of It's like that eight-hour whatever the hell it's called. Eight hours energy BS. I've never, I've never used steroids. I got close. I got close one time, but you're gonna be like Barry Bonds and say, oh, "I was just using a cream. It was just, you know." No, 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 no. I got close. I got close <laughs> to doing steroids. Uh, but, but what what happens to your body is you might you might break out and you know acne. You might piss orange blood looking type stuff. Uh, some might not feel any effects. Uh, the problem for me was I realized if I did do it, I would reach a look that I wanted, but as soon as I got off it, it would be gone. And then I, I then you get into that, that mindset. I got to get back on it to get it again. It's, it becomes an addictive. When you cycle substance. off, you want to, you yeah. really just can't wait until you cycle Correct. back on. Correct. Now, if, now let's say if I was a, a professional bot, a, professional bodybuilder you you can or or a, a professional wrestler i remember lex luger uh would would talk about a cycle and he said i'm on three months i'm off three months i think he might have even said he's on three months he's or, or it might have been six months i think it was three off. three I think it was okay three, three. Yeah, yeah actually you're right so he's on three months he's off three months he's on three months he's off three months and he was able to maintain uh, his physique, which is probably one of the best uh, in, in, in wrestling history. What I couldn't understand is what happened to strength in those days he was off it. That, was, that would have been a question I'd like to ask him. Like, well, you, you can ask him now. I mean, but he's in a wheelchair. Look what it's yeah, done. It, 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 it does help. Um, it, 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 he seems pretty content of his life. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I, I've seen him in interviews now. It seems like he's more at peace with what he's doing. No, no, Darren, it doesn't help my hairline because I have plugs apparently. It, it, it's so it's so <laughs> so funny though. <laughs> His best friend, uh, former uh, business partner Sting, uh, is finally going to have his last match here in the not too distant future too. That's the irony. Lex Luger is in a wheelchair and Sting is. Still yes, uh, Dante, I do remember that show. I actually, I actually. Uh... I actually downloaded it from YouTube and put it on my uh, my movie catalog. Uh, one of those really good HBO special kind of like it, it's kind of like the after school special for HBO. And while steroids, some of it is a, a little embellished with ter in terms of the the craziness of it all. Really, the reason why most most people really screw up with steroids is they abuse it. Um, they abuse it, and if your your body isn't ready for it or able to handle the the stress of it, then then it, then it goes into a whole different category. Uh, I didn't. I, I also didn't like the fact that I didn't want my balls to shrink. That was a really scary thing to me. I just like yes. I can't, I can't. atrophy. I've talked to a, a few people that have done stirs. Like Joe, no matter what you say, no matter what you do. 
it's happening. I'm like, yes. screw that. I'm not doing it then. Uh, I have heard that, that myself. Yes. Yeah, that would freak me out. I can't. I can't. I'd rather, I, again, I, I understand if you want to be a professional bodybuilder and if you want to be a professional wrestler, I know that there's there's a benefit there in those particular industries. It's just be careful. Be careful. Joe answering the tough questions. Everyone knows those shrink. Yeah, it, it's a reality, folks. Uh, uh, another thing was uh, uh, gyno. Gyno was another fear. But that sterility, one, I, think, I think sterility too. Yeah, but if you're if you've got kids already, or you know you don't care about having kids, that doesn't really matter, does it? Um, the the ball shrinking, the the gyno. Uh, for those who think the Rock wasn't on juice, all you got to see is the Rock in the early, I should say, the late nineties. He had some pretty bad gyno at that time. He um, did have a pe- he did a pec surgery. He did. He had the fat removed from there. He wore that. Uh, he wore that that jumpsuit for for what a six months or so to yeah. cover it up. Yep. But I mean, come on, guys. Uh, you know, one of the main side effects for steroids is, is gyno. Uh, so those things, it's just not worth it. My 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 health is so good. I don't do a lot of uh, Advil and and Tylenol type stuff. I usually try to fight through the the BS. Uh, I don't. I don't do, I've never done drugs other than puff uh, a couple of joints. Uh, I, I drink socially, but I don't drink at home. I drink with you guys. I probably drank more with you guys in the last month than I drank outside. You're just telling me that after the I'm show. Serious. I'm serious. I have not drank a lot this last month or so with like going to friends, going with friends to a bar or anything. Intel, what drank. did you I make this more man do? What was that? I said, Intel, what did you make this man do last night? <laughs> oh, yeah. I took another shot or two, wasn't it? Yes, you yeah, did. Yeah, I took, I took another shot. And it was, you know, it's rum. Rum is might as well be drinking soda in a lot of ways. Uh, matter of fact, you know, since you brought it up, I'll, I'll take another you shot. You said here. you were starting to feel it when we off the, off the air. Yeah, I always start feeling it at the beginning, and then I start to taper off. My body kind of gets that initial jolt. And then, and then after that, it starts to kind of get used to it. Uh, I know I have Dante. It is not a pleasant sight, but uh, uh, Dante is asking you when you finish. Uh, have you seen someone on Roid Rage? I have personally. Uh, it's not fun. It's no, fun. I have not. I have not. But my friend Brian Duarte. Shout out to Brian if you're watching. My friend Brian Duarte was. The ultimate Chad with all his Chad friends in Sacramento. He kind of lived like a gangster up there. Sold drugs, did steroids, lifted weights. Basically, again, he chatted up. He was a Chad. Uh, years later, of course, he got out of that world and matured and all that. So one day we're, we're sitting there talking about lifting weights and stuff like that. He's like, yeah, man, uh, when I was... When I was 19, I was doing cycles. I was doing steroids. And he goes, Joe, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. You literally feel like you can go through a brick wall. And again, being a Chad, these guys were fighting people. God knows what kind of roid rage they had. Um, Some of his friends have passed away, by the way. A lot of that is probably from drugs, too. So what ends up happening is that culture, you're, you're you're on steroids. They're probably doing recreational drugs. They're getting into fights. They're making money. 
They want to, you know, get all the hot girls. And of course, girls are usually stupid with that stuff. They'll go with the guys that are the bad boys and get themselves in trouble there, right? And my thinking is, I already feel like I can go through a brick wall without it. So now I end up sitting down and talking to my wife. I said, hey, what would what, what would happen if, if I got on the juice? Like, especially from what I heard, is it Trembolone? 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 Trent. Short for Trent. Mm-hmm. That stuff makes you uh, irritable. And I said to myself, if I took that stuff, I'd probably get divorced. <laughs> and my wife's like, I, you, I, I'm out. Like, if you were on that, I'm out. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. That's cool. Trembolone acetate, right? Yeah, because yeah, I hear that that's some of the best stuff that you can you, you can take. I go, yeah, I'd probably get divorced. At that point, my wife would be justified because I'd be a madman. Um, Trembolone sandwiches. I always hear that when, uh, whenever somebody posts some kind of workout video on YouTube, you can always count on YouTube comments, no matter if he looks natural, if he doesn't look natural, doesn't matter. Hey, that's not natural. He's on a Trembolone sandwich. So, yeah. If Joe does two shots, 50 bucks tonight. Come on, really? Right now, two more shots? For real? Intel? Here we go. Gotta gotta pay the bills, baby. (laughs) So funny how Lakers in five, Dross dropped TT, and then it it went all went down from there on steroids. I I gotta, yeah, I gotta make sure. Well, it's a it's a hot topic right now. So a lot of the uh, these famous YouTube guys right now are. are are willing participants and braggarts of the juice uh dante i stopped drinking a long time ago i just i it was just not going to go in a great direction for me so i just said you know what can't do it i'm not gonna stay with it uh but i will drink in honor of you guys as well cheers water tomorrow (laughs) i'll bring out the hard stuff i'll bring out some chocolate milk okay should we punt this season as as you have talked about Gerald repeater tax evasion? I don't know. Just I mean, Darren, I'm gonna put it this way. You know, you, you guys mock me for it, but you sit in there in that boardroom. Let's say you're and thank you, Intel. We see it. He did drop it, by the way. Uh let me ask you, Joe. I mean, we're in that boardroom. If we are in that boardroom, these are things you have to consider. Do you try to upgrade? with players that will only get you so far among the margins, Darren, or do you, if you see a pathway to a more flexible future, what is the smarter way? What is rationalize everyone rationalize? What is the smarter way? And Darren, thank you for the uh, the super chat. Truly appreciate it. It is very much welcome and appreciated. And Intel absolutely truly cannot thank you enough. You guys are most kind. And and truly a great part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. But the, when I say that, I mean when I mean I really thought about it after Bobby Marks talked about it uh, about a, a little over a week ago. What could happen for the Lakers, flexible flexibility wise in the summer and going forward, if they play it financially closer to the best? Now, I know if nobody wants that. I know all you guys out there, you want to go ahead and get the Murrays the grants the levines what have you because it's not your money essentially 
because it's theirs. But it just, what the league, Joe talks about it, with the league rules and all that designed to really hamper you if you go over a certain level, it just makes sense that for one season, if you do not think you can field a championship team, you might want to go ahead and prepare yourself for a better future. Short-term losses may equal longer-term gains, Joe. I, I think the, the parts are are off, too. I, I don't think Rob Palenka can consistently, year in and year out, uh, manage this this team. I, I think he's in over his head. Uh, he, 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 he makes one step forward and then two steps back, and then he doesn't really step forward again and goes a step back. And then maybe he might take a half step up. It's it's too inconsistent. We need some kind of stability in that position. We're talking about a GM who uh, did some good last year during the trade deadline. And the results were pretty promising considering a seven seed went to the Western Conference Final. But as soon as the season ended, it went back to bad Rob. He butchered the draft. Not only in the first round, but he also screwed up in the second round, uh, which is usually their forte. And then he did sign everyone, and we did give him credit for that. But the problem is he signed the wrong players. And, of course, you know, the coach before then was the wrong pick again. And this is a – it's just – it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I, 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 it, 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 there's nothing we can do about it anymore. There's nothing else to say anymore. This team needs to get gutted and you need to bring somebody that knows what they're doing from a player personnel standpoint and how to build a, a basketball team. You have Bob Myers out there walking around, not having a job, enjoying his life right now, probably getting a little bit of a break. That's the perfect candidate to bring to the Lakers. Someone who knows how to build a championship team. So let's say though that he, you know, the Lakers get outbid and Bob Myers gets goes on attaches himself to another team. Who else? Uh, Dante's saying besides Bob Myers available, and then you might want to look at who are the number two guys for some teams that really have set themselves up as well. Like who's under Sam Presti. Or who's under, you know, you, whoever you admire out there as a GM or as an executive, who are their number two guys that you might want to go ahead and utilize because they will follow a successful formula, Joe? In case you can't get Bob Myers, that might be something you want to think about as well. Just so throwing it out there. I'm just throwing look, it out there. Yeah, you want to look at you want to look at, at Oklahoma City and what's what's going on there in terms of uh, secondary type decision makers that are that that are will 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 dr- the dream job would be to, to 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 be a Laker player person or a GM. Uh, I don't know enough of the under under the apprentices of Presti or Maury. Uh, you know, let's let's give Maury some some credit here. He we were on him at the end of the year for doing what he did with uh, with Hart with. Um, James Harden, but he did hire Nick Nurse, and that might have been executive of the year decision considering where they're going. Now, I know that uh, Embiid hurt his knee, but I'm not talking about, you know, freakish things like that. I'm talking about the Philadelphia 76ers. If Embiid can get through this little thing, 
they have a very good chance of making a run here. Plus, they have flexibility, Joe. Plus, they have flexibility. Plus, if they need to go get one more guy, let's say it's not a secondary or a role player. Let's say they want to go after a third guy. Let's say if something materializes, maybe they go after Levine. Maybe they feel like if we get one athletic player on top of Maxi with Embiid, maybe that might be the the tilt. Because look what happened with, uh, what's his name? Um, Who was the guy that got, God, I can't believe I'm blanking here. Um, he went from Orlando to Denver. Jeez, I can't believe I'm drunk. Oh, Aaron name. Gordon. Aaron Gordon. So Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine reminds me of Eric Gordon. Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon was the number one option in Orlando. And they didn't really go anywhere. And they tried to make it work. They did everything they could to accommodate him. But he just he's not that guy. He goes to Denver, and he's that piece. He is that piece that, that fits in the, in the big puzzle. You know, he's that one little piece on the edge that needed to get filled in. And you got Michael Porter Jr., then you got KCP. You know, you got these guys that just kept fitting their their, their, their roles perfectly. And there, Aaron Gordon was that guy. So now imagine if you have a healthy Zach Levine with that kind of athleticism, with an, a healthy Embiid, and you got Maxi there. That's that's the one that might tip you to where you can get to the finals. Because you look at it – well, I'm just saying you look at it OKC, Joe. I'm sorry to interrupt. My apologies. You look at you look at OKC. They have set themselves up for a decade with all the picks. They've got young talent, and they're good now, Joe. And and this, yeah, I mean that's that's the epitome of what you want your franchise. I mean, those OKC fans are going to be in for a treat for the next decade. Uh, No, Alan, uh, we we can be greedy. This is the LA Lakers. We've we discussed this before. Uh, if you want to call it obnoxious, if you want to call it entitled, as non-Laker fans viewing us, you have every right to look at it that way. When, you, when you've when you won six NBA championships in the last 24 years, uh, that's a quarter of, this, of the a quarter of the 24 years you've won a championship. Hey, man, 25%. It's just what it is, guys. We're greedy. You know, we, we're not the Dallas Cowboys. We're not the Dallas Cowboys. We're not, you know, the San Francisco 49ers. And I know they're going to be in the Super Bowl here in about a week and a half. But, you know, they haven't won squats since 1994. The Lakers, they win. We win. Lakers Frank, win. Frank says he got OKC got hella lucky. Everything turned out positive. No, what? it's Is not it hella luck? lucky, folks. It's not hella lucky. No, that, no. You can't, Sam Presti's sharp, man. Sam Presti, can't, you can't build two possible championship contenders on luck. This is skill, guys. This in a skill. in a what lower end market and and, and Presti's not Presti was not drafting number one overall picks here. He was picking the right guys at four, at two. This he knew what he was doing. I at mean, seven in the team. Serge Ibaka, too. Where Presti screwed up. Where Presti screwed up. And I don't know necessarily if it was him. Could have been the owner. Might have been the ownership. And it was the worst situation that could have come about also. In the 2012 finals, James Harden played so bad that it gave him a false sense of like his worth at that point. It was a bad, it was a bad taste. It was a bad decision on Oklahoma City's part to evaluate James Harden based off five games. That was the screw-up. And where they screw up is they didn't pay him the max. Had they paid him the max, 
you would have had James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant possibly messing up the Warrior dynasty because James Harden would have gotten better. And James Harden would have stayed in Oklahoma City if you give him a max contract. And you had Serge Ibaka. You had, you had, uh, you had Jeff, Green, Jeff Green. You had Westbrook. Westbrook. When he was decent, when he was good. You had, you had a team Durant. ready to go, guys. You had a team ready to go. Now, how Steven does Adams. Steven Adams. You had the Steven Adams. Steven Adams on that team? Yeah, that's the where he was drafted. Okay, yeah. so you, you got a stacked team. You're, you kept drafting talent after talent after talent. But what, is, what did they have to show for it? One finals appearance? A three-one blown lead against the uh, seventy-three and nine uh, Warriors. Warriors. At the end of the day, you have to show a res- you have to at least win some championships to to solidify your genius. Presti's really good at what he does, and they're they're a superstar away to getting that. And so if you can't get Bob Myers, we're just only suggesting maybe there or another successful team, you look at whoever's the number two guy running that up. Who in the NBA has, other than Presti, has been able to run their player personnel business really, really well? Who do you guys admire? Is it, Can you say the Celtics? I could, you could say the Celtics. You could say the Celtics. You could say Denver. I mean, really, it, it, it's it's all tied to success, right? Yeah. You know. So, so what do you do? You, you're not going to go get Brad Stevens from the Celtics. Do you have somebody? Are the Lakers being the nepotism junkies that they are? Are they going to go interview the apprentice to Brad Stevens? I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the case. Especially if they're Laker heavy guys, are they going to go and give Calvin Booth a? By the way, for, for those of you who don't know, Calvin Booth is the GM of the Nuggets. Are you going to go get Calvin Booth or go get someone that's been working with him? I don't. I, I, do these? I, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in this confused state of. Are, do they even know who works under Calvin Booth? Do they know this information? Because they're all supposed to be connected within each other in the NBA. They're all supposed to know. Are they really? Do they really know? I know that Rob Palenka knows who Calvin Booth is, but does he know who's who's got value around him? And he's not going to go search for his replacement. This has to be a genie decision. She's the owner. Or is she going to talk to Kurt Rambis and his wife? The hell does Linda know about Calvin Booth's inner circle or Presti's inner circle or Brad Steve's inner circle. What does she know? That's the, that's the, you're asking Rob Palinka to help this team. How we need him gone. Therefore, whoever's above him is the one that needs to go look for this. Jeannie's not going to be in gyms and in these GM. Does she go to GM meetings? Does she go talk to these people? Or is she too busy taking pictures on the beach on how she's getting married and all that horse crap? I mean, let's get real here. We, there is no other way, folks. This, Jeannie and the Bus family have had a wonderful run. Wonderful run since 1979. 
I believe it's time to go. I believe it's time for them to start some kind of exit strategy because the moment LeBron is gone, we're back to, we're back to the Luke Walton, Byron Scott era of basketball. And we're going to have to, <coughs> we're going to have to hope that we suck enough to get lottery picks in the top one, two, and three, or whatever it is. That is that that is more of a reality than the Lakers being competitive and winning a championship at this point. So funny because Will C says Lakers just need to trade for players that play perimeter defense and the center. You, you could also forget that they need, do need uh, two or three shooters. Um, guys, guys, yeah. It, 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 so where shall I start? We already you know. know what we want. We already know what we need. The, 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 we can't. The system is set up where you can't do that. That's why it's imper- it was imperative to not butcher the draft. If you had gotten a player, I'm not going to mention names at this point because I think most of the people here are tired of hearing the same name. But you, if you get someone who's serviceable at 17, and you should, you should get somebody serviceable at 17. You just dodged a bullet by not having to give that pick to the to the or have a swap with New Orleans with that. So why not? Well, how do you butcher that? How do you butcher it? When you look at, I looked at it after the situation because I didn't know who Hoot Shafino was. I don't watch Big Ten basketball. I don't. How how do you make that much? How do you make that big of a blunder? How do you not see that that guy all this? You guys have been finding these gems like Austin Reeves and Alex Caruso. How did you screw that one up when we really needed it? We really needed help. We needed a, uh, a, a, a and, and, and if any, and what were you going to lose, folks? You, 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 if you go in the, in the future, if you go in the future and you're like, oh, man, those injury rumors came true. So what? It's the 17th pick. In the NBA, when you're picking in the mid-teens, that's like picking in the third round in the NFL. If you don't get the third-round pick right, so what? The ones that set teams back is when you screw up the first one and let's say the five pick. That's usually where the all-time greats are picked. Those are the ones that lead teams to championships. Until 2019, there hadn't been, been one team one team since 1979-80 season. I, that's as far as I went back. That didn't have a top five pick on their championship team. And every team other than that one, which was the 08 Celtics, had a top three pick on their team to win a championship. Think about that for a second. Every team from 1980 to 2018, how many years is that? 28 years? No, 38 years? 38 years. You had all but one team have at least a top three pick in their championship season. It matters, guys. It matters that that top-tier picks matter for winning championships. History tells you that. You pick 17, you pick the best player that you can get. If he's going to be – if he might blow off his knee in the summer, so what? Take the chance. Instead, you pick a player 
that can't get to the basket, that can't shoot. By the way, he was supposed to be a good mid-range shooter, wasn't he? Have you seen him shoot a mid-range shot this year? I'm sure he has, but I don't remember. He can't shoot from three. He doesn't shoot from mid-range where that's where his He can't was. defend. Okay, he can't defend. And then when you listen to the to the to the war room when they were drafting, oh, we we know your work ethic is great. You're gonna try really hard. Are you freaking kidding me right now? That's why you drafted him. If you want to pat somebody on the back for working hard, then go find them in the free agency, just like you did with Castleton, Reeves, Caruso. Therefore, if you suck at those things, if you suck at picking those guys up. It's not that big of a deal. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Look, the Kobe Bryant situation, you have to factor in the time too, Darren. You know, when we talk about uh, when we talk about context and situational era eras, this this has to be factored into the to what's great, what's not, what's good, what's bad. Kobe Bryant in 1996 was the first ever ever he was the first perimeter player to come out of high school to the NBA. First, every other player was a big. Moses Malone, Spencer Hayward, Kevin Garnett, they were all bigs. Kobe was the first perimeter player, and he got a lot of flack from, like, even Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, I remember there was an interview with Phil Jackson. He's like, 18-year-olds don't belong in the NBA. Like, he wasn't even, like, hesitating. He was, like, straight, like, Cutting it. The irony in there is hilarious, considering he ended up coaching him four years later. <laughs> but, um, and of course, he wanted to trade it because he wouldn't listen. But, well, FYF brings up a good point about Jaime Hawkins. He fell in the draft after a bad senior season. But Cam Whitmore was the guy that was dropping on draft night because supposedly injury status or bad interviews or combination of both. And Darvin Ham earlier this week said they tried out they we worked out cam whitmore in advance of the draft joe and he said he was going to be a truly special player and he fell right into the lakers lap and they let him go by you had when they you had victor brandon and scoop and then you had cam whitmore cam whitmore's in the top five was in a lot of people's top the five. rockets we're, we're contemplating picking him over um, Thompson. There, there was discussion of it. And the fact that they got him with their second pick in the early 20s, 
Wow. And he's look playing how, better than Thompson. Look how, look how, look how, <laughs> look how their team progressed picking two players that work. And of course, they, they were fortunate enough to get Yudoka as a coach. It's, I know a lot of, there's a lot of luck involved in this too. Like, you can't know this. It's hindsight's 2020 to a to some degree, you and I were shouting, but 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 guys, and, and you know what the time. sad thing is, G. I, I don't know, I didn't know anything about this. This is pure just watching basketball and, and seeing things. Like, I can't figure out. I don't have scout. Like, imagine if I had a scout. Imagine if I was a scout. Imagine if I was a GM. Jeez, man, maybe I should have done this for a living. But I had watched, I had watched hours of the top 25 players in the draft so I could figure out what the Lakers might need in advance of that. And Whitmore, I didn't even think he was going to be anywhere near where the Lakers would be picking. He was that good to me. Dante, Raphael Stone is the GM at, in Houston. Um, it's it's always going to look like, oh, now you say something, but we didn't. We said it before. It's right there. It's right there it's on YouTube. on the tape. That's the thing that kills me. There's nothing worse. I hate being right when – because it's depressing. You're sitting there and you're going, oh, my God. You got to – you got to – you, you got to draft Dan Marino. Now, I'm, I'm just using this as an example. You got to draft Dan Marino. You got to draft Dan Marino. If you don't draft Dan Marino, it's going to be a mistake. And then you don't draft Dan Marino and you end up not winning a Super Bowl for 26 years because of it. You don't draft competent, athletic, best player available role players at the very least. It's just mind-boggling to me. I don't know. I, I... and, and that's the other problem. JHS should have stayed in Indiana for three years. He might have been actually a serviceable basketball player in the NBA if he had stayed in Indiana. Is he going to get better, G? Do you think this guy has the skill set to, to surprise us? Not not with the Lakers. I'd it Lakers doesn't matter. Have it doesn't matter. We don't have time to wait. Yeah, don't have This wasn't a waiting thing. You needed a ready-made player. Regardless. Okay, JHS is going to be good in three years. Still wouldn't have drafted him. Still wouldn't have drafted him. Get the guy that can contribute right away. They screwed that up. And then they got a second-round pick that I'm still – I was never really happy with. I know Stone was pretty – you know, he's that guy at the, at the position that, that that he was in, he was good. But I have seen nothing from him, not even a, a speck of something. Castleton's shown me more uh, in his in his short stints than, than he has. Than the, I, I'm not impressed with either pick, Lewis yeah. or Lewis or JHS. Yeah. They've both yeah. been busts in my eyes so far. I mean, uh, when it comes right down to it, Lakers and five says if we got Cam, would he even give any minutes with Hamlet's coach? I think the way that you saw him play and the way I've seen him play, he it would have necessitated just by the sheer amount of injuries he would have taken advantage of whatever time that was given to him. So where he, by now he would probably be a regular part of the rotation. And, and unfortunately he, he's, he's been, he's been stunted too because there's no leadership. There is no coaching him. That probably plays a big part. So triple J in Miami, does he play well here? 
we're never going to know. Does he really make a difference? See, the difference between Triple J or Kobe Bufkin, whatever whatever those guys were doing around that time, who we were going to pick, who was going to be good, right? All those guys, one thing we did know, and this is something that you don't need coaching. You don't need coaching here. You cannot teach lightning speed and athleticism. And this guy played at Villanova. This guy played for a top-tier team for the last 10 years. Villanova, top-tier, top three, top five program. And he's athletic. And he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Man, you could use that. Imagine him playing next to LeBron, running a fast break with LeBron, running, you know, playing with AD, getting that. There's it's so many factors into it. I don't understand what where where the thinking was there and it just keeps it just keeps keeps compounding over and over again it's like mistake after mistake after mistake so at what point are you going to stop making the same mistake your team is worth 10 billion dollars it might be worth 12 don't give me your money bs you could go to any bank and you leverage that team to get any kind of money you want any kind of money you want. You could go to a bank right now and ask for a billion dollars. You can sell shares and still own the majority of the team. You could go to a bank right now. Jeannie, I know it's not smart business, but are you gonna take are you gonna take this team with you to heaven or hell or purgatory? What are you, <laughs> or what are you we're saving? at right now? What are you saving it for Joey Bus? Jesse Bus. I mean, are those guys going to be the, no disrespect. I know they've been doing some good things behind the scenes with, you know, second round picks and stuff like that, but not I've this seen, year. I've seen not this year. And, and this is a, what have you done for me lately business? I saw them do an interview. I haven't seen them do an interview since. I don't know if they got better. I mean, I remember I've screwed up interviews when I was their age, but I got better. I made sure I got better. You know, they did a they did a speech. What was it? Two thousand nine. I thought I was listening to my uh, my wife's occupational therapy students. Like really, they just put this poor kid in front of it, the world, and uh, um, um, uh, like really, this is your representative. <laughs> you know, they put Michael Strahan. What the hell was he doing? He, it didn't even look like he knew what was going on. I don't know. It's just uh, no one prepares. No one practices. No one wants to be good. No one wants to be great. It seems they just want to use excuses, go drink wine and sleep. Apparently. What if Jay Moore has influence on the circumstance? I, I don't think Jay Moore has influence. What if he does gain some influence? What, what does Jay Moore know? Uh, Jay Moore has been spending more time at Jack in a box than actual Jim's uh, here, guys. Come on, okay. Does anybody remember his sports talk show? Really? He he is a fantastic. He he filled in for Jim Rome fantastically so well that he got his own show. He's hilarious. He's he's a, he's good. He's he's funny. But folks, this isn't a comedy show. This is National Basketball Association. It's the greatest league on the planet. 
despite what Greg Popovich says, why does it say world? The numb nuts, it, it's 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 the greatest, it's the number one league on the planet. You win the championship in the NBA, you're the best in the world. Okay, not Barcelona, not some Euro League in, in Slovenia, okay, or Brazil or Argentina. But no one is gonna say that to Pop, right? Because he's a legend, right? I'll say it to him. Screw it. Some people need to be humbled. A lot of times these guys, they get their ass kissed all day, every day. Even when they suck, they get their ass kissed. No. No. When you're wrong, you're wrong, folks. Doesn't matter how cute you are. Doesn't matter how much power you have. Doesn't matter how good you are. You know, Popovich hasn't won dick in 10 years. So what, what, what has he done? What have you done? What has he done lately? Except lose and lose more and lose more. I'm not impressed. Ten years of losing? What, 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 what am I supposed to do? Kiss the ring? Wow, man. Great show. Uh, well, it's, 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 uh, Don't it's you owe bit. Intel another shot, I think, for you? Yes, right? I do. Actually, thank you. Yes. I wanted to wait a good 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Because I, I, I think that... I think the uh, the Intel, are you still there? I think he might be asleep. Intel, where the hell did you out. go, man? He might have this passed is, out. The second time you guys have passed out. Okay, since we're here and we're going to talk about the time, are you guys happy with the eleven o'clock start? The reason why I'm, I'm doing a nightcap at eleven is because when we start watching games on the West Coast again, our show is going to end at ten, or our show starts at ten after the show after the game uh, they say yes but we can make it i mean when it's when they're home games we can make them keep them at 11 but if you want to go like tomorrow you can do okay. it at 10 o'clock here's what we're going to do folks again there's going to be a revolving thing going on with this show obviously the entertainment's going to stay the same but the production value is going to be different and i'm feeling like a time uh, coordination is going to be important. I don't want to take away from post game. I think post game is great because you get that initial feeling right out of the game. You want to. I really like our post games. Okay? I think so they gonna, really work. We're going to stick to that. Now, the nightcap is supposed to be kind of like. Uh, it's really supposed to be. I can't. I can't watch the, the post-game stuff. I can't watch or read what happened after the game because we initially get back into it right out of the game. I can't go do my research that way. We, when you guys see me with my eyes down where some of you thought I was sleeping, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not playing Sudoku on my phone. I'm trying to find information. For me, I'm doing the same thing, or I'm sharing it out to the over 60 uh, Lakers Facebook groups I'm trying to get just to, so I can get more eyes on the product. So, so when you see Joe and I doing this while others are talking, that's that's exactly what we're doing. Right, right. It, the information is important to the, to the subject, obviously. So what I'm going to do is when we're playing 730 games on the West Coast, I'm going to try to figure out what I'm going to do there at 11 o'clock is obviously we'll probably stick that same uh, time slot. But if we're playing five, six uh, o'clock games, four o'clock games, I'm probably going to have nightcap probably earlier, maybe nine, ten o'clock. Like tomorrow. 
Like tomorrow, I would say, what are we at? What, what time are they playing at? Five thirty. Uh, I think it's four. Oh, sorry, four thirty. Okay. Yeah. So tomorrow we're playing at four thirty. I'm probably gonna have nightcap start at nine, and we'll we'll set a schedule here for you all, so so you guys can 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 figure out what's going on. Uh, if you guys are dead set on ten or eleven o'clock, again, I'm I'm gonna have those times. It's just that, um, you know, when we have earlier games, I think it's I think nine o'clock would be would be a good number to to do a nightcap. Big shout out to uh, Lakers and Five. Uh, appreciate everything that you do. I know you guys. Uh, over there, work really hard, put out a lot of content, and FYF Sports Debates, uh, over 100,000 subscribers uh, was in the chat tonight, and uh, truly appreciate it. Uh, you put out some good stuff as well, so continued success to both you guys, and Daniel Berry Sports Highlights as well. Please subscribe, everyone, to all those great channels. I'm seeing a lot of new faces here. Welcome, by the way. Uh, the show is in continuous progression. Uh, the dialogue and the information, obviously, is always going to be interesting, depending on how you like your information. Uh, there's a little bit of little bit of more. There's a little bit of passion behind what we do. Sometimes loud, sometimes normal, sometimes really loud. <laughs> uh, but uh, the the production is is going to get better, and the focus right now is to entertain even more. Maybe uh, maybe some sound bites, Gerald. Maybe some more graphics, things that keep you uh, interested a little bit. We know we'll, we'll let you know how that rolls. Uh, but we're we're very happy with the progression of um, of the show. Uh, thanks thanks to the our mainstays, and we're seeing a lot more new newbies coming in. And again, we want to thank you for for checking us out and we're hoping that we can keep you entertained here for the few minutes that you've seen us. And I'm pretty sure we will. Gerald. Uh, Alan. Yes, uh, I agree. We'll, we'll do our very best to bring you the best product we can, the best opinions that we can. Um, I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to avoid this Joe. So, cause Alan mentioned it in the chat right there. I was just going to I was just going to message you if we should. Yeah. You want you want to break the well, ice? We need to be honest with you. Uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sean has uh, decided to uh, take some time off. I don't know how much time, but it looks like it might be for a while after what happened out of the night. So. Okay, so Gerald being the nice person he is and the optimist and the positive, uh, the reality is it's very unlikely Sean will be back. Again, he's going to be gone for a while, at least a long time. But yeah, you're right. He, he may not be back. It's Uncom a... Uncomfortable silence. <laughs> yes. Tell me about it. Uh, and, yeah. and look, look, look. I, I'm trying to put a, a happy stance on this as much as we can. There, I don't believe that this show is hard to do. Uh, but it is. It can be. It can. It can be consuming, and. There's a there's a there's a level of professionalism that always has to be improved every every show every week every month, uh, and I'm not saying that Sean is not professional. Uh, Sean was a was a great storyteller, which is a one of the big like you know stars for for podcasts. Uh, he obviously knew everything about everything, which is help makes things a hell of a lot easier to. To, to kind of springboard off of. But the focus has to be about the show. 
has to be about the execution of what you guys want to watch and making this relevant. And you're here to escape for a minute. You're here to maybe hear your conscious, right? We've we've been at we've been told that we're we're the voices in your head sometimes out loud. That you guys don't want to be the people that are screaming and yelling and telling telling the world what you're thinking in your head. That's what we've been told. And that's great. That's what we want to do. So now for us to be a bigger entity in this genre, this basketball world, Laker world, we we can't have um, we can't have distractions. We can't have irrelevant distractions. We're pro- we have to we have to be professionals. We have to focus on the job. And when you make things about fantasies and things that aren't happening, it, it, that's when things kind of go wrong. And uh, Gerald is again is uh, more of a forgiving person. Uh, Gerald, Gerald is the, is is worked in retail, and I have to I have to. There's no. I would have killed. I would be in jail right now if I worked in retail. Okay. I, I didn't work been, just in retail. I worked several I, other different occupations. Look, but, you worked in yes. retail. It's anybody who survives retail as long as you worked in retail is a it has the patience of of a god. So I would have killed somebody in retail. And I'd be in jail right now if I worked in food industry, which half my friends worked for the food industry. I would have probably been in prison if I worked there. So again, know your limitations. I am more cutthroat. At some point, if it reaches the end, it's over. It's done. That's it. There's no more talking. I'm still going to be your friend. This goes for family members, friends. Sean is still, I still consider Sean a friend. I still would talk to him on the phone. But in terms of the show, you gotta be a professional. You gotta come into this thing and 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 focus on the job. And when we have to deal with things beyond that, it, it tends to take the focus away from the co- the constant progression on what we're trying to put here. That's it. And I, he's I, been I, out in front as far as what has gone in his life. And uh, you know, it's just as you've seen on on the show, it's just it's gotten to him. It's gotten to him at various points and. Uh, you know, the other night it blew up, but then blew up pretty hard. And, and uh, he just decided it's, it's not to be for now. And we said, we wished him all the best and, and, you know, hopefully we can still be friends and, and hopefully one day that, you know, maybe we can sit down and, and talk and hash this out. And, but we want the best for him. That's the first and most important thing is we want the very best for him, for everything he's contributed to as we are indebted to him forever but for best for him and his mental health and his physical well-being going forward. That's that's what we want most for him. Yes. And that's that's that. So for those of you who were wondering if you're watching this live now and or later on on, on our Apple podcast or YouTube or Facebook, um, if you guys have any questions, again, you can email us. If you want to yeah. know any. LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Yes. Now, as far as our, our so I, I, I'm very happy with, with what we have right now. Ger- Gerald and I are, are uh, you know, Gerald's the captain, the captain in the plane. I'm the co- co-pilot at this point. And then we have, we have the stewardesses, uh, Lake Tom, <laughs> Jamie Sweet, um, 
I got to use that one. Nick, Nick Molina is the is the is the secret fire marshal, right? Yes. Joe smokes so, cigars. I, yeah. I, I, yes. Yeah. Yes, I do, Doctor. I do smoke a cigar. It's 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 not a it's not a uh, um, it's not a, uh, a habitual thing. It's it's usually a celebratory uh, activity. For I me, I I will just say um, if you smoke, it's cool. It's all up to you. I don't care if you smoke weed, smoke regular, all good for you. For myself, uh, I my father passed away from COPD. That had a profound effect on my life. It was caused by uh, extensive cigarette smoking. He was on oxygen tank for ten years, uh, and seeing him at that state just never smoking ne anything never just really got got to me. If, if you got to understand out there, so that's just you know if you smoke, it's cool, it's on you. Vape, whatever. Although teenagers shouldn't vape, it's not good for you. But yeah, just I don't. I I just can't. I can't. Yeah, don't do what my cousins do. They vape, smoke, and drink at the same time. Oh, man, that's just like, forget, just throw your lungs out. Oh, actually, do you remember Constantine? When the when the devil just took it, went inside Keanu Reeves, just like took his, this is your lungs, black lungs. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it, it's, 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 you know, even, even I, I always regret a cigar typically, right? And I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, Stone, man, by the way, we cannot say why, but keep your prayers in for Stone. Hopefully, good things will happen for him. Oh man, guys, I guess we got yeah. some. You know, on a you know now that you know the somber part's done, let's go to something really, really exciting. So yeah. we got some news yesterday. At least I did. Uh, of Stone having some interviews. On can't the say, can't say, no, can't, no. Can't, can't no. Okay, so Stone has something coming, uh, possibly. And we're, we're all going to benefit from it should it come to fruition. How about that? Is that better? And even if we don't, if he benefits from it, that's hit the benefit. His he life. deserves it. He deserves yeah. it. He's, yeah. he's the most knowledgeable person I've ever known. Yes. Where, where in, 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 in an area where, my God, um, you know, you're for fingers crossed for stone. Let's just, yeah, we'll just we're, we're, so I can't, I, we can't say what's going on really guys, but uh, throw up, throw light a candle uh, at the church if you can, or, or, or say a couple of Hail Marys if, if you're into that, <laughs> because uh, if this should happen, uh, you know, we're going to be in uh, the Laker, the Laker fast break family is going to only get better. Yes. Uh, what would, what would, what would stone be in a, on a plane? Stone would be. Would he be the mechanic? No, he'd be like the. He's like the flight controller. He's he's guiding all these planes. So he's the not. flight controller. Yes, yeah, that's a yes. good one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. he's he's the one that's smart enough to you know guide all the planes in. We're just flying the sucker. Why are you scared of cigars, Dante? Is it the taste? Is it the smell? It's for me. It's the aftertaste, typically. A lot of times I don't like feeling like my mouth is so I I brush my teeth thoroughly after I smoke a cigar. Uh, on the occasion, I do still feel it the next day though, not to brush it again. But yes, uh, great show. Keeping our fingers crossed for Stone. 
uh saying uh again thanks to sean for everything that he's done and uh again we we hope to be able to see him again just like you know as friends just uh wish him well uh, and uh hopefully everything will be okay for him as well so ah john's in the in the chat now lakers corner man working so hard appreciate it my friend uh yeah good to have you here always as well my friend. Oh, john john's in, in the house so who's john in, in the plane John, well, you said they're all stewardesses. John, 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 John's probably the past one of the past one of the first class passengers. Right yes, now? first class. He's having he is having the drink and the cigar in hand. Okay, good, that? good. And that that towel. Yes, yes. Okay, okay, I'll roll with that. Hot, hot towel, sir. Hot towel. Yes, there you go. Absolutely. And John was probably just kicking back, enjoying life right there in first class. Absolutely. That's good. That, that's a good button on, on the night here. Again, I want to thank everyone for, for, for being here. Uh, we had a nice little nightcap crowd here, and I want to thank everyone that was here, especially the new guys that, that showed up. We saw a lot of new guys. Yeah. Uh, Gerald, uh, when Gerald's not uh, editing stuff, usually he can come in and, and we can have some good dialogue together. I, I don't mind doing a show by myself, but I usually think it's it's better when you have someone else here to, to kind of combat with back and forth. But um, with that, again, uh, we're going to try to set up times here, uh, depending on the scheduled uh, games. Uh, if, if the games are early, we're going to probably have our nightcap a little earlier than 11 o'clock. If, 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 if the games are the standard uh, West Coast uh, home games, usually they're going to be at 730, which means we'll probably stick to the 11 o'clock uh, start. If you have, guys have any suggestions, any questions, please let us know. Email us. Messages on here on the, on the next show, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely try to accommodate you as best we can. Until then, I want to thank you all, all again for for being here tonight. Uh, until and then, until next time, we'll see you next time. Good evening, everyone. Lakers nightcap with the Lakers fast break hosts and tonight I'm gonna keep it simple I'm gonna go with the old reliable beer usually when I drink hard alcohol it's supposed to be a celebratory situation the beer is the one that kind of takes you down and calms you for the night right stick to the beer tonight so for those of you who weren't on the post game show tonight um i'm gonna go over a few things from the the game tonight especially for those who haven't watched the game the lakers lost tonight uh 138 122 uh i didn't think uh the lakers would have a worse game than they had last night but they actually did uh tonight was a unmitigated disaster Uh, i would say probably one of the worst performances of the of the of the year which says a lot because they've had a lot of those performances. And <clears throat> it just looks like they're going to be on track to uh, to go two and six on this uh, Grammy road trip, which unfortunately, uh, uh, I, I unfortunately predicted that, that particular record. So they're going to face Boston on Thursday, and then uh, the last leg of the, of the trip is going to be uh, in Charlotte. I'm sorry. They're going to face the Knicks after that, and then they're going to face the Charlotte uh, Hornets after that before they have to come home and play Denver, and then right after that night, play New Orleans. 
so yeah it's looking pretty bleak folks uh we are we are we as a laker fan fandom have run out of run out of complaints i think we've gotten to the point where we've complained so much we've almost run out of gas uh we're just too tired to uh to to complain <laughs> uh hey buff i don't smoke weed dude uh, i i have smoked it before but uh i'm just it's that's not my thing uh i barely drink i'm only drinking because uh, i use i'm a social drinker so i have you all here so there you go bottoms up but uh alcohol or or substances don't don't change my mood folks my my mind is once my mind's made up it's it's there there's nothing that can go there's nothing that can <laughs> there's nothing that can change it uh and yeah until it is looking it is looking hor- uh, horrible is a good word actually I, we haven't used that word to to describe what's going on and i'm getting a lot of funny memes right now from friends of mine uh, laker friends of mine uh funny but sad i think the one i just sent the crew uh was uh torian prince and darvin ham in a rendition of titanic so if you ever ever seen the 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 picture of, or poster of titanic it's it's dicaprio and kate, kate winslet in front of the boat you know doing the whole thing well instead of kate winslet you have torian prince and then <laughs> ham is yeah, Ham is DiCaprio. <laughs> and then there's like these heads that are uh, that are on the Titanic, like LeBron, AD, and, uh, and Austin. Yeah, it's funny, but sad too. So <sighs> LeBron was quoted, uh, we can beat anyone and then lose to anyone at the same time. I actually can't argue against that. That, that, that is kind of true. I, I wouldn't be surprised if – I seriously wouldn't be surprised if they end up beating the Celtics just because just because that's kind of what they do. They, they, they have these amazing games every now and then, and then, of course, they get just destroyed by the, by the lesser teams. And the Lakers are a lesser team too. I don't want to say that they're supposed to be winning those games, but I would like to think that if you're going to tell me that you're going to have uh, – Fred Van Fleet. There you go. Thanks for bringing that up, G. No if you're problem. gonna have Fred Van Fleet and guys like Cam Whitmore and guys that are not supposed to be stars playing against AD and LeBron, I like to think that those guys are, you know, our crew is gonna be able to do its thing. But again, um, I I don't know, man. I I'm just I'm the 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 word burnt out has changed into just depression now. Uh, Gerald, I don't know where 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 this is going to go. I think that's part of the problem. Is if there is any kind of light where where there is there's there's some kind of fix, uh, it would be a little bit more tolerable. But it's not, and uh, I, I just I just don't know. And I want to thank Intel Wild, Intel Wild, yeah. uh, just sent us a super super chat. Uh, that's a super duper chat right there. And, uh, the, the part of the agreement was, uh, I needed to take three shots of, of some things, uh, and he would send it over. <laughs> so we thank you Intel for that. Uh, yes. I know Gerald will be happy. Uh, that'll help add more to the, to the, to the, to the production value of the, of the show as it p- continues to progress. So Gerald, I, 
we talked a lot after the game about what needs to happen, what's likely not to happen, and what's likely to happen. Why isn't Darvin Ham fired by now? I could tell you why. It's because they don't want to choke on the contracts. Because remember, they're still paying for Vogel. And if they're paying for Vogel, they're still going to be paying. They would. They do not want to do what Milwaukee is doing right now because Milwaukee is paying for three head coaches right now. And Jeannie Buss must have a directive to Rob saying, you know what, this is your hire. You write it out or you both. Uh, you know what, if I was the owner, I would say you write it out or you both write off into the sunset together because this is just sad. This is just awful, but I have a feeling she does not want there. A, there's no real prime head coaching candidate that's out there. They weren't enamored enough with Doc Rivers, and B, they just don't want to choke on another contract. Does it matter that they're worried about this contract if it means that they're not going to win? At this point, you've already made your bed. What yeah. difference does it make? You're not going to let them coach another three years. It's over. You're going to have to eat that contract, and you're really going to have to put some work in to get a the right coach. It's it's done. Like you can't keep making this mistake. You have made terrible decisions with coaches the last decade. At what point are you going to hire a firm or someone that has some competency on who to hire as a coach? Again, it, it starts with the owner. She's not we you everything you've you've said is is exactly right on Jeannie Bus, but since she won't fire herself and she won't sell the team, the person she can fire is Rob Palenka. Because Rob Palenka, you know, when when Isabel, that was I think in 2024, Joe, the most eye-opening thing I've have seen all year was when Isabel, God bless her, paused the person, just you know, wished nothing but the best for her. But I thought it's the most craziest thing when she said Rob was a genius. And I was just like, that was. If that's the case. Wow. There's, and we've already caught her being tone deaf already, right? Yes. She tried to get the PPP loan. Yeah. So you already made the mistake. It's over. Like, what are you going, you're not changing it. So what difference does it make if you, don't want to be seen as making it and making a mistake. You think this guy's going to improve? He's toast. He's got, he's got players on his own team that are already clowning him. Guys that have no position to clown him and they're clowning. Him. Uh, I'm not on uh, social media, so I wouldn't know what. And the fact that you're, you're full of BS like that, like, what do you mean? You don't know. What do you mean? You don't know what, what, what planet are you on? that you wouldn't know. You don't think your nephew, your son, your wife, your someone, you don't think somebody's going to be telling you that? Bull crap. Bull crap. Somebody told you. Okay? People tell people. People are attached to that crap, right? They're paying attention. And that stuff became public pretty quick too. So I'm sure he knew. And when you have someone like Christian Wood clowning you, how much respect do you have in the locker room with LeBron and AD and Austin and these guys? There is none. So Jeannie needs to do two things here in the next four months. She needs to get a new GM and she needs to get, make sure that GM knows how to hire coaches. And you got a guy out there named Bob Myers who's available. 
You need to go so, get I've him. Say, I've said that for a while now. Now, well, it's now it's time to push it. It's likely not going to happen, but there needs to be some kind of this. This needs to resonate somewhere. This needs to go out somewhere. That name needs to start coming out. We need to start talking to people in that league. Let somehow message it to someone so they can put put it on a much bigger uh, forum at some point here, and 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 get somebody that's competent that knows what the hell they're doing. Can't keep doing this. Can't keep doing this because. What is the end? What is the end game? What is the end game for us? We're we're not we don't count in this situation because we have a Lakers show, so we're going to be watching anyways. We're going to be paying attention anyways. But at what point will it affect the bottom line, or will it? Because lately, I've noticed all complaints in, in 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 all the sports doesn't amount to anything. It does not amount to anything. People are those 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 uh, TV contracts are still going up. The salary cap is still going up. So what is it? What is going to make this what a riot outside the the crypt? I mean, that, what does that do? That's not going to do anything. It's just I don't. I it's 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 they start it, chanting "sell the team" and they won't do anything. Okay, so if they start yelling, well, at some point, isn't her feelings going to hurt? I mean, she's a feelings type of person, right? Rob's not going to be able to go outside without getting bombarded, right? That's why he doesn't show his face when things aren't going well. So now what? I, I do want to say, though, Bob Myers, getting back to Bob Myers, I don't think it's an accident, Joe, that the Golden State Warriors are an even bigger dumpster fire right now than the Los Angeles Lakers. And if you take a look at his tenure, when he, not only just creating the four championships, but when he saw... A time where, like when um, Steph Curry broke his arm and they pretty much punted that season, he retooled. He retooled quickly so that that next season they'd be prepared for a good run. And soon after, guess what? They won another title out of that show. That shows to me that he knows his stuff more than what we see from Rob Palenka. He's, you know, you know what it would talk about with Stone Hansen. Who did he say he wanted in place of uh, JHS uh, as far as Triple J or Podzemski? Who drafted Podzemski? Warriors. Yeah. And um, again, Bob Myers, I believe, probably was a great part of that before he left as far as suggesting in that direction before handing it off to Mike Dunleavy Jr. And we see where it went from there as far as Trace Jackson Davis, as far as, uh, you know, that just – it just seems like they have so much to look forward to with their young players once they get all that stuff worked out as far as the age on that team. But a lot of that was built on the back of, of Bob Myers. And you know what? He is out there. You just, you got to dish out the money. You got to go ahead, fire Rob, get rid of the, get rid of the guy who just can't get the job done. Get rid of the, put in a guy who knows what he's doing. In its current state, that's not going to happen. So yeah. what I want to ask you is what would it take to make – what would it take for her to finally go, I got to get this thing figured out? If the if the losing streak gets near double digits, if it gets to double-digit losing streak, I think that's when they finally have to pull the plug. I'll tell you when. I'll tell you when. It'll be when LeBron says, I want out. And AD. 
but will he do that? LeBron already has a reputation of being a uh, coach killer, a organization runner, and all this stuff. You know LeBron cares about that stuff. He cares that he doesn't look bad. Will he do it one more time? But this time it would benefit the team, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or is it too late? I think the season is too late. I just don't think that there's any fix for the Lakers to go ahead and be able to write this wrong to the point where it gets us talking about this team as a possible champion this year. I think we need to just come to grips with that and be smart about how we structure our future going forward. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm going to have to have a drink here because Intel asked me to have a drink. But, uh, you know, I probably was going to have a drink anyways or a, a shot, I should say, because uh might as well take this sports depression. I don't get depressed in real life. This is a sports depression. And, uh yeah, salute to you, Gerald. Great day today, by the way, everyone. Salute to you. Great day for everyone, uh, other than the Lakers. <laughs> we made it through. Made it through. <sighs> at at certain points of time today, it didn't look great. These are defining moments, G. And I'm gonna be. I'm not. I'm not. You know me. I'm not one of those optimists dancing around with a umbrella upside down in the rain. But uh, these are the times when you got to make a decision. A lot of times those decisions are the turning point. And we're trying to osmosis this thing to the Lakers. You got to make a decision. Remember in training day, make a decision, make a decision, make a decision. You're not going to go anywhere with what's going on right now. You might as well clean, start the cleaning now, get ahead of the game now. If they go on a losing streak, I mean a big six, seven, eight game losing streak, he's going to be gone. There's just going to be too much public pressure. So he's going to be gone after she just signed an extension. She signed this, whatever the hell he is, whatever you want to call him, to a five-year contract. Why the hell did they give Darvin Ham a five-year contract, but not Frank Vogel or Ty Lu? I don't know what they offered uh uh, coach of Detroit. You mean uh, Monty Williams? Monty Williams. Like what? What? What changed? You you know Frank Vogel was never the first choice. That he wasn't even the second choice for the position. The guy won you a championship. Still, he is not their favorite child. So they thought they thought they won that champion championship despite him. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, think of it like this. Let's say you and I. You know, we were one of those dads with our kids where we prioritized or we we had our favorites. Like you see in the Iron Claw, the Iron Claw talks about Fritz von Erich, the patriarch of the von Erich family, talking about uh, in the movie how he prioritized, had his favorite, and then went down from there and ranked his kids as far as how, you know, from least favorite to most favorite. And let's say the least favorite is the most successful one out of all of them. And just keeps on having to try and prove to you that he is actually up to snuff. I see it, saw that with Frank Vogel constantly having to prove he was worthy of being in that position in the eyes of, of Rob and Jeannie 
and just couldn't get it done. Just once there was the issues with, with Westbrook and the team did not go in the direction they wanted it to go, out the door he went. At the slightest sign of any you know, type of adversity whatsoever. Let, well, I'm, I'm, for the record, since we're talking about it and since uh, Kurt Affair... But thank you, I don't rank my kids. I'm just going to leave That it. is probably one of the dumbest things uh, I, I've heard when it comes to family. Well, just the Iron Claw, and and it is reported to be a, based off reality. That that no, that's realize. fine. I, I I I I'm for sure. I'm pretty positive. That part of it. Yeah. yeah. You rank your kids. You should you should go rank yourself in the face. To be honest with you, children are not uh, some kind of uh, competition. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. They're not. They're not. They're not something you you. You, 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 okay, well, now you you go this way. Oh, yeah, you go. No, they're, they're, they're human beings and they're your children, okay? There's only one fear I have on this planet, only one fear. I don't fear death. I don't fear cars. I don't fear planes. I don't fear roller coasters. I don't fear any man on this planet. By the way, what it's a four-year deal he signed in 22. So it is a four-year deal. Good. At least not, not, not Thank five. you, Mattel. Okay. I fear outliving my children. That's my only fear. And to, to, to have that kind of mindset, I guess it, it explains someone like Deion Sanders. And of course, we saw what happened to Fritz and his family. But, uh, you know, being, being this uh, authoritative type and trying to, you know, coach your kids a certain way, you know, this whole thing with Deion Sanders, I've been sitting back since it all started and I just snicker at, at the the amount of delusion that goes around it. Uh, it's 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 just like the delusion that's that's up top right now in, in the Lake organization, and 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 I, th- I don't believe her. I believe she knows there's a problem. She's just saying it because it's it's the PC thing to do. But we need to get past this this BS. We need to start solving this problem. But there's a problem, G. There's there isn't enough talent to fix the problem too. This thing needs to be fixed, not just figure like removed it also needs to be fixed what what the hell are they going to do if they still keep making the same mistakes at what point do we turn into the new york knicks for the last 50 years and i say this by the way with the knicks just winning what eight in a row yeah so and, and there are their game on Saturday. Yeah, we're about we're about we're going to face them this Saturday, which is going to completely destroy my Saturday. I'm having a really good, have some really good stuff going on on Saturday, but it's a it's a problem that I, I I'm at at my wits end. I just don't this. We have to wait for one thing to happen first for for for, the, for us to even talk about what what we what could happen or what should happen. But we're just sitting here. We're sitting here in our own sewage and saying the same thing over and over again, but no one's doing anything about it. I was going to say our own feces, but yes. I, could say I didn't that. want to use the that. I think sewer is a little bit nicer word. Feces is kind of disgusting, especially considering what we've been reading out of the WWE. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that... <laughs> You know, it takes a lot to raise my eyebrow, everyone. When uh, when you read that transcript or you hear exactly in detail what went on, that'll raise your eyebrow like the rock and not in a good way. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. 
it's a disgusting world, and there's some disgusting people out there. Uh, Phil Handy's not uh, going to solve anything. He's just the second guy in line. Uh, I, I just I, I don't I don't see the point uh, of having a coach that's actually degraded the team week by week. But Phil Handy will be an interim, and I don't know Kenny Atkinson as a replacement to him. I don't know would they call another coach or would they let the assistant take over? I think they'd take over. I, the smart move would be for the assistant to take over, punt the rest of the season, save your assets, get under the tax, like, under the repeater tax. I've been saying it before. Collect the $14 million or whatever you're going to get for all those other teams paying you the tax because you're under the tax. Go into the summer with three first-round draft picks and see if any stars become available and go from there. Yeah, drop coverage. Uh, would Phil Handy eliminate that particular defense if he's the coach? They need to get back to what they're doing. They're no longer the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to free throws. They're in like seventh or eighth. Uh, they're no longer the, the best as far as in transition. They're not even close. And and that these are problems. These were the things that got them to the playoffs. Defense, transition, and we saw defense, no defense play, being played tonight. All the things that the Lakers were doing well near the end of last season that got them in the playoffs, Joe, they're not doing well at all right now. Okay, so now it's time to come to the realization that your franchise is going to have to probably deal with the fact that your number one guy uh, is likely going to demand something, whether it's a trade, because I don't believe he's going he's gonna to pick up that, 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 that contract. I just don't see him passing the $50 million. Is he going to want to be traded? And who would want to pick him? Who would want to trade for him? And what is what is AD's stance here? See, the thing is, LeBron is not my worry. LeBron has put in his his time. He's put in his work. I've I've come to the to the to the comfortable side of this to say if LeBron decided to do whatever he wanted to do, he's earned it. It's you know, roll with it. But what about AD? This is still a 30-year-old superstar. What do the Lakers do? Do they keep him? Will AD demand a trade? There's so many things that will domino from this. I want to know where. I want I want answers this summer on what the direction of this team needs to be. I've told you this before, though, Joe. It, it When it comes to AD, when he opted in for that contract so quickly, he knows his body better than anyone else. I think that was a telling sign for me that he probably will not be playing long into his thirties. And I just think that you might want to consider it. I know you said back, remember about over a year ago, you said, give AD the rest of the season, get on that train. So we did. And it worked out really well for us as far as him playing at an elite level. Now you've got a chance. If you really want to go ahead and clean house and start fresh, a chance to really build up some assets and make yourself two, three years down the line, something really special down the road. We're seeing it with Oklahoma City. We're seeing it with Minnesota. We're seeing it with other teams out there that really know how to utilize their assets. I'd love to be one of those teams that actually understands that same process as well. 
So LeBron said that we can beat anybody but lose to anybody. Does he – do you believe that rhetoric? Do you believe that he's saying that uh, kind of as a as a, a sign of, well, folks, the things can change, right? We could maybe get in the playoffs and make a run because we can beat anybody. But who have they beaten this year? Who have they beaten? I think they're talking about the success they had in, in IST games. And what happens with IST? What if the Lakers don't make the playoffs? How I'm does the IST look, look? Looks pretty crappy. As I told you, I was not in favor of it. I knew that if the Lakers went all out for it, they would pay the price. And uh, they've never been able to recover since they won that day in Vegas. Joe, uh, it's a good question. It's a question that's been asked, but it's still a good question. I heard from Empire Jeff that there's going to be a lot of activity. Now, Empire Jeff has some inside sources on things, so I tend to believe him when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I'm trying to figure out from what I've heard and what I, what's available, what kind of deals would be happening. What player will get us to where we wanted to go? And I just What don't players think. are going to be moved that there's going to be this activity? Ooh. Is Toronto going to trade Schroeder? Is uh, Miles Turner going to get traded out of Indiana? Is Jimmy Butler going to get traded out of Miami? Like, what actually is going to happen that's not being talked about? All I can say to you, Joe, is that, again, I just, there's no superstars on the trading block. There's no Kevin Durant. There's no Kyrie Irving right now that can go ahead and get you where you need to go. So, why would you want to spend all those assets for rotation guys, higher higher end rotation guys, but you're spending first round draft picks. You're spending away your future right now in order to go ahead and have some short-term gains. I don't believe there's, I have to see it. I have to see I, it. I mean, activity. Murray does not move the needle far enough. Grant, Levine. I'm going to guys... say this. I'm going to say this. If If we get to the last day, of the deadline and you guys know we'll be hot and heavy those days folks we're going to be on here for a very long time uh so be ready for that um if that happens it's going to tell me something even bigger in, in that the media has changed the insider has changed the shams the woges all those guys they are they are now slowly getting phased out from any kind of information. No one is talking to anyone. No one is allowing anyone to ask anyone any questions. It has become so guarded because of the fact of social media, because of innuendos, because of fake stuff. All these uh, reporters that are trying to uh, report things first instead of whether it being true. So it's interesting that the... The, the media or the reporters that are trained to get this information, build relationships with these teams to, I guess, back up these teams. They're not talking to anyone. Those guys don't, those people don't exist anymore. It is over. So that's kind of what I'm waiting to see. I want to see what this activity is. What's this activity, all this activity that we're going to get. It doesn't make sense to me at this point. And, we know who's available. 
what superstar would be traded at the deadline? Does anyone know? Does anyone know? What's the biggest one? name? Who is, is the biggest there name? Is there a prime? Here's the question I have for all of you who are listening. Is there a player in his prime that will get traded at the deadline? That's the question. No one cares about Schroeder and Murray. Like these guys are third, fourth, fifth tier guys. Let's just give an example. Like, let's say Charlotte wants to to surprise everybody and just say, you know what, we're going to punt on the entire season. Let's go ahead and say Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball has not gotten us anywhere. Let's go ahead and move him. Would he be the biggest name that's out there? Probably not. And if they're trading Lamelo, I, I I'd be worried about his history or his injury problem. Oh yeah, yeah. As would I. But I'm just marketing. Uh, Tyrone isn't. Uh, considered a superstar i'm sorry he's a third fourth tier guy he's so, the first he's the first guy on utah but yeah that doesn't mean anything uh we're talking superstars see no one's no one's clicking no one's clicking and why am i asking that question why am i asking that question because that's the only player that might give us give the lakers a chance <laughs> joe Ingles, you might be traded yeah, Joe Ingles, you might get traded. I wouldn't mind getting you to come play. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to give up a lot of stuff for you. But we would, we, we do need your shooting. Yeah. Gordon Hayward is fried toast. He'll be a buyout candidate. That's been sitting around for a day. Gordon, Gordon's career ended in Boston in game one. He's never been the same since. Since his net is like uh, snapped, uh, I saw that live. That was just horrific when his foot just like was dangling. Ugh. So that's the question, folks. That is the question of this trade deadline. We know there'll be some movement. We know there'll be some things going on where, oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, okay, that might help the team. But who is the superstar that's going to come out of nowhere? That's going to be the question. Who is the superstar? And if is there, will there be a superstar? Will it be Kyrie? No. Doncic isn't going anywhere. Jalen Brown's not going anywhere. The, the, the Celtics are very happy with their team right now. They're not going to do anything unless they want to add more talent, which I don't know necessarily if they do. They're pretty they're, they're probably pretty doing on the back end, Joe. They have a, a trade exception and some seconds that they can throw at people for stuff on the okay, back end. So they'll get an extra eight, nine guy. Or they'll get a buyout uh, candidate, right? They're not going to move Frank. They're not going to move Jalen Brown until uh, they sign uh, Tatum, member to a to an extension. That's if they don't win the title this year, and they have to sign Tatum to the extension, then they're going to start thinking about moving Jalen Brown because of the price tag involved. Because the question is, who's going to pick up that contract? Jalen Brown is not a supermax contract, supermax contract guy, but he has one, right? Nobody thought they could move Westbrook's contract and the Lakers. But that, that was a two-month contract, not a six-year contract or a five-year contract or four that's years now. Good point. Yeah, those are, that's a whole difference. Don't ever underestimate the stupidity of some NBA GMs out there. I mean, okay. we got one ourselves. Will, will Zion, genius. I'll throw something out at you. Does New Orleans feel comfortable right now with where they're at? I think they feel that it should be higher. Remember, they were leading uh, the Western Conference in December of last year. Uh, not, excuse me, of 2022, I think, before it all went awry there. 
So the right now, the, what are, what places are they in? Let's go ahead and look. Let's take a look here. Coming up here, go ahead and do. It. They are above the Lakers in the standings. So you tell me, my friend. That's do right they now. Move? They're they're eighth. They're in eighth place. Do so. they move Zion? You get a lot of assets for him because Zion's not having a a. Zion expected year. I mean, it's right. 20 points, eight rebounds, whatnot. He gives you flashes, but it's certainly not been the type of year that people I think were expecting from him. Joe, they're not going to trade. No one wants our trash without assets that matter. So we got to get, we got to get going on that. We got to get out, get that out of our heads. We can't trade Rui or D'Lo or Austin without something attached to it basically a first round pick and it's probably two first round picks. If the Lakers are to get something for their guys without draft capital, they have to have a third team involved that can help them with draft picks. Otherwise there's no chance. So the Knicks might make a deal. They might make a deal. I mean, they already got OG, right? They already got OG and they've been playing. I just want to mention again, Gordon Hayward's going to be a buyout candidate because he's in the Mm -hmm. last year of his contract. But he's, he's done. Yeah. Nobody wants to pay. Nobody wants to move a $31 million contract right now for him. He's, he's, he's done anyways, whether they want him or not, but the Knicks, do the Knicks have one more, do the Knicks have one more move in them to, to, to start getting a little scary in the East is the question. But who would they give up for that? Do they have enough draft capital to do it? Would moving Julius Randle be appealing for whoever they are sending out in that deal? Yep. Gerald, you got to take a shot. I will take a shot from I don't all I have is water. I have no I have no alcohol on the premises. I'll have to get some. <laughs> there okay. you go, Estelle. Okay, so my my wild card. For the trade deadline, I want I'm I'm going to be looking at Zion Williamson again. I don't have any insider info. I don't have any insider info. I haven't heard anything about it. I'm just throwing that out there. Would would the New Orleans Pelicans say let's get out of this situation for Zion? Because Zion has been pretty basic. Yeah, it's just, again, it's underwhelming. I mean, you look at it normally, what, 21, 22 points, eight rebounds. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's, you know, that's it. But for Zion, when you, you number one draft pick, came out like gangbusters, really thought that he was going to be that guy that's going to get you like 27, 28, 29, every single game, 10 rebounds, dominate on the offensive end of the floor. Yeah, it just hasn't happened to that level this year and I, I i don't know whether it's not it's his health or that's always going to be in question joe so yeah you might want to start thinking about packaging him up at some point in time well that's that so the question is this guy just signed an extension he's going to be making 36 39 42 and 44 for the next four years after this season what team will risk trading for him to get that deal maybe new york if they want to get rid of randall so bad would would New Orleans take Randall and again first round picks? Randall played well for last time around in New Orleans, but yeah, I think Randall that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Zion yeah. indirectly gets to New York. I don't know if New Orleans would do that. I don't think they'd send him to New York. I think they'd send him somewhere else, but not New York. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. 
Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Joe Ingles says, my prediction is our third team will be Utah and Washington, the three teams that have a three-team trade. Uh, if Washington hooks up Utah with draft picks, maybe. Yeah, because Washington's looking for draft picks. Well, if Washington looking for draft picks, Utah's looking for draft picks, then we're asked out of that one. Yeah. The, Plus, if you like seconds. Deal if you like seconds. There you go. So the other question, uh, Miami, are they getting to that point where they're like, hmm, I don't know. I think we're starting to finally come down to earth. Do you do you do you get to a point where you start thinking about maybe trading Jimmy Butler? It's a good point. They've lost eight in a row. You know, it's funny. They play the Lakers well. Look what happened since. Yeah, yeah. they've lost uh, eight, seven. Yeah, seven in a row. They're 24 and 23. They just made the trade for Rozier for Kyle Lowry's contract. So is Butler now on the possibly on the move? That's a good question. So Butler- Orlando, Orlando has also seen a lot of hard times after their big start. So, yeah, they're in trouble, too. So Butler is making uh, $50 million on the average for the next two years. The last season he has in 26 is a, is a player option. It's likely he's going to pick it up or get extended, If if obviously, I, I, which I don't know if he'd want to. I don't know if the team would want to extend him. But they have a lot of money, a lot of money tied to three guys on that team. You got Hero as well. You got, you got Butler, Adebayo, and Hero making 104 million just off those three guys and hero is in my opinion way overpaid bam out of bio is overpaid jimmy butler is starting to look like he's overpaid when do the when do they decide to go yeah we're 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 done with this philly could be a player philly has philly a, you think he'd go back to philly philly has a lot of money uh as far as they could be in the summer have what almost almost space enough for two max players or thereabouts in the off season. So if they want to spend that money right away, some of that money right away, you never know. I mean, Butler playing alongside Embiid. Well, I think that again, that train has already gone through Philly. I don't believe that's possible. Philly is, is a, couple of really strong role players away from from going somewhere however there is some concern about mr Embiid's knee he's having an mri done here soon so tobias has played well but not 40 million dollars but right i think tobias i think tobias goes into a i think tobias goes into a deal should they trade Maybe let's say if New Orleans says, look, we're finally, we want to get out of this Zion thing. We don't think he's ever going to be what he wanted to be. Maybe you send him to, to Philly to go play with Embiid. That might be something that could work and send Tobias to uh, New Orleans. And then at that point, looking at the salaries in um, in Philly, uh, Tobias Harris is done after this year. I mean, they're 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 practically almost everyone on their team of any significance is is going to they're going to come off the books here. 
I mean, I've just taken a look at it, my friend. When it comes to the Lakers, I, I think if you and I were in that boardroom, I see a much clearer pitch picture and a much clearer path, much better options if I stand pat or I take a little bit, skim a little bit off the top right now or trade maybe some fringes away so I could save a little bit, even a little bit more money to get out of the tax, to get out of the repeater tax, to get whatever $14 million and make Genie happy, punt the rest of this year and really rebuild with some assets in the summer. You could decide on LeBron, AD, you've got three first round draft picks. It, it just makes sense right there. It just makes much more sense than what you have right now. Cause you just don't have the assets. Joe, you talk about it every day. You just don't have the assets available to you. That is enough to make people go, wow, that's, that's really good. That's really good. No, you don't have the assets and you don't have the money. Yeah. So where do you go from here now? What's the, what's the, what's the salt? How are you going to solve this then? The league has made it obvious that they don't want anyone to leave their current teams. And it, it's impossible to trade for anyone without destroying your team. So now what? Frank Donovan Mitchell has been, it was Knicks. Donovan Mitchell has been rumored to be going to the Knicks, yet he has a extended contract and Cleveland's playing well. So I don't know where this information's coming from. Why would they trade Donovan Mitchell now when they're a fifth seed in the East? And they've actually been playing really well. And they're playing really well. They're actually another team that probably should get one extra guy during the the the, the deadline or they're the nine deadline. and one in their last ten, Joe. Yeah, no, see, I don't understand. I just I, I don't I don't get this. I don't get where this this thought process. Is. Oh, actually, I do know because you got talentless hacks out there that have no no ability to 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 entertain or to bring any relevant information because there's nothing out there. So they create this clickbait stuff. Donovan Mitchell wants to play in New York. Has he ever said that? In an interview? I just know he was thrilled to be leaving Utah. That's all okay. I remember. He was I heard thrilled this, to I be leaving Utah up. because that's Utah. Yeah. And he was probably tired of playing with Gobert. So what's 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 going on here? Like what where does this stuff come from? I would like to know. Do you guys know who this guy is? You hang out with him? crazy man it is absolutely crazy i mean the players that would really help our team are not available and it's just maybe they'll become available during the summer someone will become disgruntled or something else pops up but yeah it just there's nothing right now that moves the needle far enough and i just cannot stress that enough i know i sound like a broken record joe but it it is because it's it's when you don't have anything going on it's very hard and your team continues to play the same way over and over again your where our information is stale but so is the lakers play the lakers continue to butcher defense they 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 are absolutely making a mockery of defense and it's revolved around a lot of it's really revolved around effort and just lack of trying to help those who can't really play defense well. And 
I've seen non-defensive guys be successful when you implement a correct defensive scheme. If you look at the Celtics in 08, for those of you who don't, who didn't see Ray Allen play or Paul Pierce play, those guys were not defensive players. Matter of fact, they were terrible. But they turned that 08 team with Ray and Paul into one of the best defensive teams ever. It took two of the greatest, statistically, two of the greatest defensive teams to beat Kobe in 04 and 08. And very similar to what was happening to Jordan in, in the three years that he lost to the Pistons in uh, 88, 89, and 90. So that's, I, I, I've seen non-defensive players become a great defensive team, but you have to know what you're doing. You have to coach those guys the right way, and they have to also have the desire, and part of that is the motivation and and the winning, winning and motivation and knowing what buttons to press. Those are things that coaches are supposed to do, and if you don't do that, you can get away with not being an X's and O's guy. Hell, Phil Jackson wasn't an X's and O's guy. But the guy knew how to talk to you. He knew how to adapt. He knew how to, he knew how to maneuver around negative and positive things like and things like that. So what 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 are and, and he was brought in. Darvin Ham was brought in as this motivator, right? For who? Who did he motivate? When? How do you know he could motivate? He had never been a head coach before. What, as, a, as an assistant? Do I have to tell you again what I think about assistant coaches? Yeah, I want to go ahead and let you know on Twitter, actually just about 20 minutes ago, LeBron posted a tweet. He's on the East Coast and he, sure he's he up this late, or whoever, with a hourglass, the sand running out. So another passive-aggressive uh, message by LeBron there for you. And that's your leadership, Laker. Nation, your your main leader tweeting. Uh, didn't Jeannie tweet too? Your owner? What did she tweet? What was it, last summer or something? Something lame? I can't oh, remember. She had like a dream or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Kobe came in her dream and told her that the sky is blue and the sun is orange or some crap like that. Yeah. This is, this is grown adults, folks. This is how society has deteriorated grown adults professionals in their field talking and acting like children and these people are the ones that are influencing the world and you wonder why we're vicious joe why are you hating on lebron Joe, why are you doing this? Joe, why are you doing that? Yeah, that's right. I I, I fielded a comment uh, the other day that said you were a LeBron hater. I'm a LeBron hater. Okay. So because I hold stupid things accountable, I all of a sudden I hate people. This is how stupid and dense people are out there. How do you interpret me criticizing LeBron? Let's use basketball as the example. Forget about his tweets. We'll keep that on the side. But how am I a LeBron hater when I want him to be assertive at the end of games or assertive to his teammates? You're telling me. not I'm not saying anything. You're telling me you're the greatest player of all time. 
what greatest player of all time? What player in the history of any sport have you ever seen that says I'm the best or he is the best by the his peers? When have you seen that player not be a demonstrative psychopath? Kareem, Wilt, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson did it with a smile, but everyone said there were two Magic Johnsons. Irvin, the one you saw outside the, the court, and you saw Magic. Magic was a killer. This is what his peers said. Bird, Jordan, Kobe. Come on. You, you're telling me you're the be- you're the greatest, and you don't want me to hold you to a higher standard when I see you make mistakes where it, when it matters in leadership, in shot, uh, shot selection. Look what happened last Saturday, folks. Look what happened when LeBron took the initiative on both plays at the end of the game. On both plays, he was aggressive. And good things happened. One he made, one he didn't. Or one he didn't, one he made. Because the last shot, if Draymond Draymond Green fouled them, and that was a good foul because he would have had a layup. Game would have been over. So your best shot at that point was to foul him and hope he misses a free throw. Yeah. So look what happened. And every time he's done that, other than the Celtic game last year, which he got hosed on the call, he always makes the right play. Folks. I'm going to say it again. There's no such thing as the correct play. And this is what the local media, the national media has embedded in your your brains, in your dead brains, because you guys are so easily influenced by these morons. You got to stop doing that. You got to stop doing that. I am not trying to influence anyone. I'm trying to teach you what makes sense. You're telling me, I'm going to repeat this until it's in your freaking brain. You're telling me you're the greatest of all time. If you are the greatest, you always are the first option. You are always going to win the game, attempt to win the game. On the occasion, you do pass it to Steve Kerr. On the occasion, you do pass it to Robert Ory. I get that part. Those guys are different beasts. Those guys made those shots. But the other 90% of the time, it's Kobe in overtime, rebound put back. It's Kobe at the right elbow against Phoenix. Bang. Jordan, game one, 97, buzzer beater. Jordan, game six, 98 against Utah. Last shot made. Come on. I bet you most of these guys that are doing the national shows don't know any of this stuff. They can't, they don't have any reference to it. They don't care about it. They just, yep, yep, yep. And a lot of these guys are ex basketball players too. That's the mind. That's what, that's just, that's the stuff that just makes me wonder what, 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 what these guys do all day. Like you guys were in the league. You didn't pay attention to what was going on. Or do you study? Do you read? So I'm looking at LeBron. I'm always looking at LeBron. What's LeBron going to do now? And by this summer, if we are, if Jeannie is in fact looking at all this stuff, 
getting under the apron, doing this, doing that, whatever it is that these schmucks are doing, you just eliminated another year of LeBron's career. You think LeBron's going to be playing forever? You think LeBron's going to be better next year than he is right now? You think AD's going to be better next year instead of now? You got, you got as healthy an AD as you ever will have this year. And you jacked that up. You had D'Angelo Russell playing like an all-star for three weeks. You still jacked it up. You had Austin Reeves finally get out of his funk the first two months. You jacked that up. Rui scores 13 points today from 6 of 10 shooting. Plays like 25 minutes. 23 minutes. What is, what is that going to do for you? How's that going to help your team? 23 minutes, Gerald. 23 minutes. He ended the night 7 of 11. Hit 50% from three-point land. He played 23 minutes, yet you played James 36 minutes. And, and, and most of those minutes are when they were getting blown out. Vanderbilt went six for six from the field. He played 26 minutes. Because they somebody must have talked, spoken to him, Joe. No more outside in the three-point line BS. Go in, go to the basket each and every time. Go to the basket or drive to ball the basket. We do not want you out on the wing. We do not want you out on the three-point line. We do not want you in the corners. We know you suck out there. Go inside each and every time. I'm still yeah. seeing too much optimism. I want to know why. I'm still hearing optimism. I think 17 titles. That's why. It just, 17 there's titles. A, there's a sense of disbelief that that you know the Lakers would be this bad. 17 titles it has nothing to do with what's going on right now. It just we gives start, you a sense of arrogance. We, we use 17 titles when a Clipper fan talks about how good their team is versus ours. Taylor Swift has more banners. Taylor Swift has more banners than the Clippers in their own building. And this wasn't recent. This was like when Taylor Swift was popular 12 years ago. You use 17 titles to explain the, the, um, the image of the team. But... I don't care about that right now. I care about what is this team going to do here in the next year or two? Are you going to get ahead of this? Or are you going to get caught in the trap like you did when you gave Kobe a two-year extension, a, a two-year severance? Let's just put it that way. Yeah. What what is, is, is your, your, your preach and loyalty, which it, that, that's very romantic, by the way. I, I, I get it. But are you in this business to win or to be romantic? If you're here to be romantic, you need to sell the team and go write uh, love novels then. Go invest in that business. I believe the bus family at this point has worn out their ownership. Very similar to a lot of these old owners, like the Bolin family in Denver, like Art Modell with Baltimore a few years back, 
A lot of these old owners, they just running out of gas. Look at look at Baltimore Orioles are being sold right now by the Angelo family. At some point, the way you used to do business runs out. You're if you're not with it, if you're not changing with the times, you become a fossil and you start to drop off. That's a great. Uh, that's great too, Tyrone. Jerry Jones. That's another one. Stubborn mother effer. One of the more stubborn mother effers that's ever lived in sports. This guy jacked up a would-be mega dynasty because he wasn't getting enough pats on the back. Like a jilted high school girl. He didn't get enough credit. So he jettisoned his friend, won a Super Bowl from his players, and thought, see... I told you I didn't need a Jimmy Johnson. I still want a championship. I can understand that, Frank, by the way. An outsider. He it, yeah. He sees it because he sees it as an outsider. An outsider fan. I'm put that right up there for you. Okay. So I understand optimism because outside, everybody views Lakers as, as the team that's that get everything they demand for. Um, Which is true. That's how the outside world perceives uh, Frank, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some psychology here again. I'm not a I'm not a practicing psychologist. Uh, I don't have a degree in it. I didn't get a bachelor's degree in it. I, I got a bachelor's degree. Um, I get I gotta pull out my diploma. So you guys know I'm not lying. Well, mine's up there. I like Sorry. facts, not like Ben Shapiro though. I, like, I just you know just you know I don't want to be obnoxious about it. But I did get a degree in communication from San Diego State. There you go. So you guys believe me. And I probably should have minored in psychology because most of the outside noise for the Lakers that aren't Laker people, it's it's a resentment because they win so much and they get all the players. Now, why do they get all the players? Why do they always get all the players? Let's talk recent history. Let's not talk about 30 years ago or 20 years ago. The reality is most wanted to come, well, LeBron wanted to come to L.A. because he, his family wanted to get away from Cleveland, and I don't blame him. They went to Miami for four years, got out of there, went back to Cleveland, rectified his destiny there, and then finally when he knew that, hey, look, no one's going to come to Cleveland again, Kyrie's gone, this thing's a dumpster fire. I'm going to have to, you know, carry this team and then lose in the finals without any help. AD's not going to go to Cleveland. So now what do I do? Well, I'm going to be a free agent. And guess what? They call me the king. And the Lakers are hurting right now. That purple and gold looks good on the king. So he goes to LA. Good weather. Sun going to USC. Sun in California. When you're... When you're rich in L.A., L.A. is one of the best places to live, by the way. It's only when you're broke that L.A. is accessible. So he comes to L.A., has his little movie thing on the side, but he still wanted to play and win, which he, which he did, which he did. And now here we are. Now there were still bad decisions made at the worst time with LeBron enabling it and the Lakers don't seem like they're going to ever recover from it because they they were worried about what other teams were doing. They weren't worried about what was in the house. 
just saw and remember Joe has a late night show. <laughs> yeah, I, I just started to see. Uh, I'm 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 gonna contemplate. I'm gonna gauge this. This is the most uh, I've had on here. I know it's late it's for a 35. lot of people out yeah. there, but I, I I am I am encouraged by the numbers. So I'm I'm trying to gauge this. But if I feel like, especially if it's a four o'clock or a five o'clock game, uh, maybe even a six o'clock game. Maybe I might do night uh, nightcap maybe an hour earlier or two hours early, depending on when. Uh, the reason why I was doing it at 11 is because most of the Laker games uh, start on the West Coast at 730. They don't finish until 10. And then, you know, we got the post game and, you know, that, you know, we got to, you know, post game is the post game. We got to do the post game first. This is more of a tipper. This is more of just to get have a drink, have maybe an hour or so of just kind of doing a rephrasing of what we saw uh after the game, plus it gives me that time uh, to watch post game stuff and have more information for you when I come back at the nightcap. That's why it's called the nightcap. We cap off what we saw after the game. We don't have the time to have any post game information when we get on the show because as soon as the game is over, boom, we're in the show. We're just talking about the show. So that's how that works. Um, Tyrone, I'm a Cowboys fan too, and I'm thinking of turning in my fan card. You see, and that is the problem, guys. You can't. You can't. You guys are Dallas Cowboy fans. What are you going to do? Go play, go cheer for the Texans? You're, you're, if, if you do that, you never really were a fan, especially as an adult. Your hope in the future really is, unfortunately, you're going to have to wait for Jerry Jones to go to that big, Cowboy Stadium place in the sky. Because he ain't changing. He ain't changing. He is stubborn enough to keep doing the same thing over and over again so that he can break out. And they're going to blame Dak. They're going to blame Parsons. They're going to blame McCarthy. And they're going to blame anyone and everyone that comes in. They'll bring the first overall pick to Dallas. And they'll they will still won't really, really ever really blame Jerry Jones. There are some out there that do, but that's the common denominator, guys. They could put anybody there. McCarthy doesn't belong in Dallas, folks. McCarthy played his hand. McCarthy was in the perfect spot in Green Bay. He was in the perfect spot. He had the perfect quarterback at the time. Green Bay had some really freakish things happen to him, especially the Seattle um uh, NFC Championship game, like that game, that that game was already at that, that game should have been won by Green Bay. They should have been playing the Patriots in Super Bowl uh, in, in 2014-15. You know, he can't he can't help that one of his players can't get an onside kick. You know, a lot of things in in, in football. Uh, it you know we blame this guy, we blame that guy. Man, sometimes it's just freakish freakish instances that change history. Look at Lamar Jackson. Now, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Lamar Jackson's game. I think it's a little overrated. There's this contingency in the media that pump him up more than I think they should. He can't really pass consistently down the field. And I've had this discussion. Of course, I'm a Steeler fan. I'm going to sound like a, I'm, I'm a detractor from that, but I'm not. I've, I've watched the Steelers practically stop Lamar Jackson for almost every game since he's been upgraded. The Steelers own Lamar Jackson and the Ravens because they know how to play him. 
And the deeper you get in the in, in, in the in the playoffs, it's it's harder. However, he didn't make Flowers fumble at the one. He didn't make Flowers get a 15-yard penalty for a taunting call. Imagine if they score there. Now the game is within a field goal, within a touchdown. Sports is 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 a very freakish thing, man. One play, one Itch, one yard can make a difference, can make a difference from legend to nothing. Seattle throws a interception at the one-yard line when Marshawn Lynch is on the sidelines. And that changed Tom Brady's trajectory. That that decision that had nothing to do with Bill Belichick, that had nothing to do with Tom Brady. It was Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll not understanding that just tap it in. Just tap it in. A little tappy, a little tap, tap, tap a No, he had to pass it. And now Tom Brady stays in New England for another six years, wins two more championships after that. You think that would have happened if they had lost that game? Probably not. Probably not. Robert Ori has a ball bounce to him. Because Vladi was trying to get rid of the ball. Smart play. Technically, it was a smart play. Get it out of there. Get it out so Shaq can't get the rebound. Right in Rory's hands, Lakers have a 3 P. Because of that shot, there's a 3 P. Because Vladi was making the right play, the Lakers won the 3 P. How devastating is that for not only Sacramento, Vladi? Imagine history now if Vladi in the second minute Kings win in 2002 would have changed their whole organization. Kobe Bryant being drafted to New Jersey instead of Calipari didn't listen to himself. He started listening to people around you. So folks, good lesson there before we get out. Your instincts are rarely wrong. Listen to it. Listen to it. Because even if you're wrong, you're never that wrong when it's the initial thought. When you start thinking too much, that's when you start making mistakes. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. And on that note, I want to thank you all for being on the show tonight. I will let you all know if times change in the future. I am starting to kind of gauge this a little bit. I know Gerald, and you know, Gerald plays a part in this too. I don't want Gerald to be staying up all night because he's already doing enough work on the show. And I do ha- enjoy having him on the nightcap. Um, but as uh, as we continue to enhance the production value and the dialogue on the show. I will determine where this will go. There will be always a fluidity on this thing because I have gotten requests on some morning shows, which I will do, but I just, I just kind of need to figure that out as well. That'll be the next step. I'm just happy. I was able to finally get the nightcap going because it was, you know, it took a few months. I I was, I was, I was thinking I was going to do this a couple months earlier, but um, a lot of times, uh, somebody lights a fire and, and makes you do it, <laughs> which was a good thing. Sometimes last you do question. need a, yeah. Well, I was going to say last question before you go. Sure. Telling sign for Ham that the Lakers are 17 and eight at home and seven and 17 on the road. Usually when a team is playing on the road, usually there's a cohesiveness, there's a chemistry. I've heard plenty of times, including the 2020 team say, we play better on the road because we don't have the distractions of home. 
Mm-hmm. So we're on the road building chemistry, building the camaraderie. We don't have that. Lakers mm-hmm. don't have that. So that means there's a disconnect. The losing isn't allowing them to have any cohesiveness. There's probably no practice time because apparently these idiots don't practice anymore. Uh, I don't know, which is which is mind-boggling to me because didn't they weren't they doing patty cake, patty cake bakers man uh, in San Diego before the season started? Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, they're still men, right? They're still professionals. Why don't they, they were down in your area, right? Why don't they? Uh, why don't they take what they had from there and do it on the road on their own? Why does Darvin Ham have to tell them what to do at that point? So I don't know. It's it's a question that I can't really answer because I'm not there. I have to base it off what I'm watching on game day. We don't know what's going on in practice. We don't know what's going on with anything. This schmuck is talking about drinking wine and going to sleep when you ask him a basic question. So for me, he's useless. He's useless from every angle in this profession. He should never coach in the NBA, not even as a equipment coach. I wouldn't have him gathering the balls, let alone coaching. So that's that's it. There is nothing else to discuss. And uh, with that, again, thank you, Gerald, for being on tonight. Everyone, thank you for being here. We had a pretty big crowd tonight, probably my biggest crowd here since we started doing this show in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I will be back uh, Thursday night for the Celtic game. Uh, I will more than likely probably have a, an 11 o'clock uh, start as well for the nightcap. I'll be there for the post game. Uh, until then, um, if you have any questions, again, you can email us, message us. Uh, I, I don't push my, uh, my, my, my Twitter yet, but I will start having little graphs and stuff so you guys can connect with me. I will also have my YouTube that you can leave messages as well. Uh, Until until then, or I should say until next time, see you next time.